It's that time again, Mitchell. Yeah. Heavy hitters on this Wednesday afternoon, October 5th. Oh, man, it's a good day, Mitch. It is a good day. MLB regular season winding down. College college football week six. NFL week five. Yes, sir. All of that ahead. I want to remind everyone you are listening to the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR 1670 AM. Uh, you can listen, uh, like I said, 1670 AM or uh, on places like MyTuner, TuneIn Radio, uh, and a few other ways, uh, borough-wide, campus-wide. We are KUR. Absolutely, Mitchell. Well said, my friend. Thank you very much. Got to get it in there, you know? Absolutely. Well, without further ado, Don't let's get Don't want the FCC right... on me, buddy. Yes, yes. <laughs> FCC on your back is not something you would like. It's but a crazy day here, Jack. We got all kinds. Dude, the, uh, the playoff schedule, wildcard weekend just got announced for the uh, MLB. I got Pippa's rear end staring at me. This is a crazy time. This is absolutely insane. The Eagles trying to go to 5-0 and this week. Man, man, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. It's time to hit heavily on this episode of Heavy Hitters. Where are we starting off, Jack? We are starting off. You know what? It's the hometown team. As long as I don't like them, let's go to Philly. Let's go to the Phillies Cardinals series. Philadelphia. Backing into the playoffs. Well, not backing in. They fought their way through tons and tons of adversity. The uh, um, MVP of the National League going down, a firing of the manager, Whole lot of injuries to Zach Wheeler, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Gene Segura for over two months. The list goes on, but the Phillies are in the postseason. It is Red October, everybody. A win Monday night. They did it on their own terms, Jack, because the Brewers fought back. The Brewers went to extra innings, and the Brewers won whilst the Phillies uh, were in the midst of a 3-0 win over the Houston Astros, and Brandon Marsh makes the final catch in shallow center field to send the Philadelphia Phillies to their first postseason since 2011. The drought is over. Aaron Nola, six and two-thirds, perfect, before giving up the uh, a couple hits in the seventh inning. And then it was up to uh, Jose Alvarado and Zach Eflin getting the save down in Houston. What a win, what a season, and what a playoffs it's going to be because for the first time in quite some time, the Phillies and the Mariners, the two longest droughts, are over in Major League Baseball. I am excited. I am ecstatic. I have been wearing all my Phillies gear the past two days. That's going to continue. Yesterday it was the Harper jersey. Today it's the Schwarber shirt underneath the Phillies zip-up jacket. Linda stole my Phillies hat, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll make do. Uh, I couldn't even, well, I could wear it, but it was uncomfortable with the headphones anyways, so I don't care. Wow, Jack, can you tell I'm excited? Yes, sir. Make do with what you got, Mitch, but absolutely, you know, Philly's back in the playoffs, a great wild card slate, and this is the first year with the expanded wild card format. This is the first year of the third wild card team being added. The reason the Phillies got into the playoffs largely is because of that last spot, but they still had a good season, I'm not trying to discredit the effort they had yeah. in any Isn't way, that shape, or form. The first year the uh, the Major League Baseball does it, the Phillies get in. For, I think it was the first year the NFL did it, the Eagles got in. Yeah. As the seventh seed last year and yes. lost to Tampa Bay. Isn't that odd? Fantastic point. Yeah, so I just realized Phillies, that. Philly sports teams capitalizing on the expanded playoff formats <laughs> across their sports, respectively. Does that mean we would fail miserably without it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, the Phillies are trying to hope they don't fail receive miserably, the... Yeah. The, the result the Eagles got last year, which was a blowout in their oh, wildcard game. but I they, would cry. But luckily for them, it's a series now. It is not just a singular game. It is a best-of-three series. Love that change. Now, I agreed 100%. All three of these games will be held at Bush Stadium out in St. Louis, Bush. Missouri. Game one projected starters were 
more than likely you're going to be Zach Wheeler. Wheeler versus for Wainwright. Wainwright. Or maybe, I don't know if Jack Flaherty's back. I forget. I don't know, but we've seen Wheeler Wainwright before this season. We and have. it went the Phillies' direction. Yes. The Phillies have gotten to Wainwright both times they faced him this year. Uh, once on national TV, and then once it was the Alec Bohm show. Two home runs off Wainwright, who pitched a complete game back in uh, early to mid-July. Um, so really, the Phillies have had success against Adam Wainwright. He's the top dog here in, in St. Louis. Well, one of the two. Uh, but the Phillies, all right, let's just dive right into it. We can break it down now because we know the matchups. The Phillies, Jack, have a real shot to win this series. I don't care it's in St. Louis. I don't care uh, that they're the wild card. They have a real shot at this. The bats of Schwarber, uh, Hoskins has 30 home runs this season. JT is on another planet since the Canada thing. Um, of course, Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm. Hopefully, you know, Castellanos can start trying to make some of that money yeah. uh, that we that we paid him. But even the young guys, the daycare as we call them, Bohm, Stott, Veerling, all these guys, even Marsh now is is becoming a, a somewhat decent player. And it, it's really great. Marsh is batting up in the lineup now in like the sixth spot usually. Yeah, you know, I saw especially in that Houston series, he was batting I think seventh right behind Castellanos. So he's been he's moving up what he started ninth when he got to the team. Right? And he, he stayed, he was bottom. rock bottom ninth. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there, there's been movement in this lineup. Rob Thompson's done a good job pressing all the right buttons this year to get this team where they wanted to get to. And look, if the Phillies would have missed the playoffs, it would have been a bad look. They have oh, the yeah. fourth highest payroll in the league. Uh, the expectations when you spend that amount of money are to make the postseason. They've done that. Now the road's in front of them. You know, all 162 has been put behind. It's a clean slate now. Well, and you got to move forward. That'll so. happen at about 7.30 tonight. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the last game's tonight. But, but yeah, the playoffs are set in both leagues. These games mean nothing. Exactly. Uh, it just adds one more win or loss to what you've already done. But the matchups are set. Um, really, I don't think any of these teams care about what goes on today. Nothing. We're all looking forward to Friday. Um, so fantastic matchups ahead. I mean, this one's going to be ABC for the Friday game. Pitchers duel, man. This is a pitchers yeah, duel. It's a toss up, man. But look, you know, I was talking with a friend last night who's a Phillies fan, and he was like, "Oh, well, well, well we dominated the Cardinals in the regular season. Oh, we took we uh, six or seven or seven of eight or however many they played." And I'm like, "Yes, but look when the last time these two teams played. The last time these two teams met each other was before the trading deadline. It was before the All Star break. It was July 11th. Was the last time these two teams met. Yep. So it's a fair point to say the Phillies own the season series." But you also have to look at what the Cardinals became after the deadline. They became a significantly better team. They were, I think, there are, what, 93 wins right now? Yeah, they were battling with the Brewers at that time, and then they absolutely separated themselves as the second half wore on. Absolutely. I call it right on the money, 93 wins. Before look we get back at to you, our, buddy. Like, look at that. But before we get back to our Phillies-Cardinals discussion, a quick message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU community. The Women's Center and the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center are excited to welcome alumni to the Boxwood House on Saturday, October 22nd, from 12 to 2 p.m. for the homecoming alumni open house. Alumni will be able to tour the Boxwood House, share memories, enjoy good food, and reconnect with KU. Be there and be part of this special celebration. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley Yo. on this rather gloomy, I'd say, Wednesday afternoon. Clouds, on and off rain. Um, but... Despite the weather, we have brought all the energy for the show, and there's a lot to be excited about. We're we back, were talking Jack. about Phillies, Cardinals. We are sicknesses are over, buddy. Back, yes, sir. Let's go up top. Boom, starting off right on the mend. All better, and that means the energy is there. I mean, the energy was there even when we weren't feeling our it best. It wasn't but that's just really. What it we was did. hampered. It was. It didn't feel the same. It I'm didn't. ready to go. My ear popped on the bus this morning. I haven't. I haven't heard right in the past four days. I'm not deaf anymore. It's great. You know, I was three quarters Helen Keller. <laughs> 
That 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 feeling though, it's been a while since I've had an ear infection, but that feeling of when it's your ear worst. finally releases and opens oh, that's up the and best. you get it back. Yes. Oh, 100 percent Top five best feeling in the world. I almost like jump up and started celebrating on the bus, but I yeah. thought people would think I'm weird, you know? Yeah. I don't I gotta preserve my image. <laughs> your reputation. Yes. It's so so valuable. It right? is, dude. <laughs> my personal brand. Yeah, it Anyways. is. Let's get back to it. So, really, I mean, it is the pitching we're looking at in this. It, it's a short three-game series, uh, if needed. Philly's going to sweep. But, <laughs> um, I mean, you got Wheeler. You got Nola. The, the Phillies can pitch with the best of them, Jack. We've been saying this. That one-two punch. And to back them up is Suarez, if needed, in Game 3, who can be a stud in these big moments. A stud. Yes. Ice in his he veins. Can. He can. He can. And, or he can look like last night. Or, okay. But last night doesn't matter. Last night, no one was into the in the in focus. He was pulled after three innings. Yeah, that's true. It's it's you know it was just to get us there. We just needed someone to start the game, right? So and <laughs> really, what my mind goes to for this series, and and you know we'll just make one quick point about this, and then we'll move on. We got four series to talk about. Yes, we do. Is uh, it, it's going to be the Phillies bullpen? Uh, I think they'll hit. I think they'll score uh, enough runs, but against tough pitching, you know those are going to be at a premium. I think the Phillies score in the vicinity three to five runs per game. But the problem is, you know, Aaron Nola always seems to have the Aaron Nola mandatory home run payoff inning. Yeah. Uh, so that the Cardinals are going to score in the same vicinity of runs, and it's going to be up to the bullpen of the Phillies, which was the strength of the team for the uh, for the the middle region over the summer when we were crushing teams left and right. Yep. From July, really from June when through got July. Iron. Yes. Yeah, June Ex- through July and into early months. August. Yeah, before it kind of faded away a little bit. Completely, and it's been what has started this collapse for the Phillies that almost made us miss the playoffs. The bullpen has defined this team. Hitting, pitching, those will be there. Uh, starting pitching, that is. If the bullpen can hold up, if Zach Eflin is actually a decent closer, doubt that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but if, if Sir Anthony, if Robertson, if Alvarado can stay at this insane level, the Phillies are going to win this series and have a showdown with, uh, that would be the Dodgers, right? No. Atlanta. No, Braves. It would be Atlanta. That's, that's right, because we don't reseed in this uh, yeah. format. So you would go You would go to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. The winner of Mets Padres would go to L.A. And we would torch the Braves. Well, you, can, you can put it on the board. We, we will hold you to that. But yes, I think it's a, it it's a fantastic board. point. It's a fantastic point because... You know, this bullpen is really going to define what this series becomes. You know, can Robertson pitch in the clutch moments? Um, is Brad Hand healthy? Oh, uh, that's up and down. I think so. I think so. Well, don't throw him in the postseason because that dude is garbage in yeah, clutch moments. He has not been Look good. at his postseason stats. Just take one quick Google search for that. You will figure out why the guy is not a clutch reliever. Actually, no, I don't think he's healthy. He might be out. I think I think he's out, too. I'll research that on the break. But, yeah, I, th- I, I don't think he's healthy. No, I, I haven't seen him pitch in a game in quite some time. Yeah, so. Maybe that's oh. why we got in. Yeah, Phillies, maybe you did. You don't got to worry about that because Brad Hand isn't pitching critical innings. But, yeah, you know, can Robertson in the back end get the job done? That's really what it's going to come down to. It's going to be hard-fought games all across the board. Uh, but for the Phillies, I think the key thing is getting off to a fast start. If they can bounce the starting pitcher within the first four innings of the game, it's going to bode well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, just offense, man. This team is— That's what we're built on. That's what we yeah. went out and got. We wanted offense over the past few years. We yep. got Real Muto, the offense, the best offense, one of the best offensive catchers in the league. We have Segura, great contact hitter. And then this offseason, we went out, we got the Sluggers. We got Schwarber. We got Castellanos. We're bringing up young talent like Stott. We have the MVP potential in Harper. And, and Hoskins is, 
He seems to be on a hot streak at least, so let's hope that continues. Like, this is what the Phillies do. They they went out and they said, we're going to have a lineup that's just going to hit the cover off the baseball, try and stop us. Yeah, you know, Dombrowski defined the identity of this team through the offense clearly with what he did in the offseason, but now it's, now it's time to pay off. You know, they got to the postseason. Let's see what they can do now. But again, you know, if they face some high-quality pitching, this is a strikeout-potent lineup. It yep. is what it is. Oh, yeah. Schwarber's a guy who strikes out a ton. Um, I mean, he hits a lot of home runs, but 45, 40, 46, 46. I think. Yeah, he got two. Hoskins, we know all too well how he's prone to striking out. Uh, everyone knows that. Uh, for a month, and then the next month, no ball stays in the yard. Yeah, exactly. So he's the most up and down hitter I've ever seen. I Castellanos, hope he stays. Castellanos is Castellanos. Oh god. Um, yeah. So there are some look. There are guys who are susceptible to getting in ruts in terms of striking Bryce out. Bryce Harper's lot. been in a rut. Yeah. What's he hitting in the one hundreds in the month of September? Yeah, something like that. It is. Not it's good. not good. But, you know, again, that's a great point. It's time for Harper to step up, man. It, this want, is the moment. You this want to be the leader it. of this team? You want to be the leader of this team? Step up and get them I'm through this series. That's tired what you of hearing Jack to say this. It's tired of hearing Jack do. say he's not a leader. Harper needs, Prove it to me. This is Harper's weekend. This is when he becomes. He starts his road to becoming a Philly sports legend. Prove this it. is it right here. This is the prove it to me. Yes. This is $330 million on the line right now. 100% agree. I'm not saying he's not capable. I'm just saying, prove it to me first. I haven't seen it from him. I, I just haven't. I know. Make me believe it. I know. Make me I'm believe it. I'm upset because I do see the potential there. I do see it sometimes, game to game. And, and I do see him riling up the clubhouse and, and everything like that. But it's in games in June. Now I get in October. In red October, Jack. Can't yeah. believe it. Well, it'll be Cardinal red because there's no games at Citizens Bank. Quiet. This round. They're, this oh, round. Oh, we'll Sorry. have Atlanta there. And yeah. they'll, they'll, we'll complete a four-game sweep in Citizens Bank. I Park. do. I do like your confidence. It would actually be a three-game sweep, but because it's best. Oh, is five. it only five? Yeah. Huh. So who knew? Yeah, three, five, seven, seven. Um, let's move on real quick. Uh, we'll get to an AL series before we spend a little bit of time, time talking on the about Mets. Padres Mets. Uh, we'll go Guardians. Let's go. Oh, yeah, Guardians. We'll go Guardians race. Um, this is a very intriguing matchup. Oh, Winner yeah. would go to Houston. No, 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 no. Winner would go to New York. And Welcome to New York. I think the Yankees would much rather prefer to face the Guardians. Oh, and I know, yes. And I know the Rays are the sixth seed, but the Rays just have their number. Something about the Rays playing the Yankees, they just have them. I don't know what it is exactly. The Rays aren't always the most talented bunch of guys. That's the thing. They just, but they just find, find a way to make dudes. it work. They find dudes who can make it work. Um, I mean, they have Wander Franco, who's a stud. But they just they just found a way. I mean, this team was so injury riddled early in the year, but they pieced it together. Kevin Cash is a fantastic manager, despite his nonsensical pulling of Blake Snell in the World Series a couple of years ago. <laughs> he has been nothing short of a elite manager um, for Tampa Bay. The way they've been able to sustain success is one of the most under talked things in baseball. How this team year in and year out makes the playoffs and goes quite far. I mean, I know they lost in the LDS last year, but they always find a way to you know win a series or be like. They're just a scrappy team. They're a team you don't want to play in the playoffs because uh, they just don't quit. Now, Cleveland, it's going to be an interesting test for them. they got a lot of young pitching. Uh, Shane Bieber is going to be there. You know, Tristan McKenzie, um, Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali. They have a decent rotation. Uh, they do. Um, but it's these young bats. I mean, they've stepped up all year. Jose Ramirez, J-Ram's fantastic. Andres Jimenez is at a breakout year for Cleveland. The former Met uh, was acquired in the Lindor trade. He has been really, really good for them. Uh, and his bat took a step forward that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, you got Josh and Bo Naylor, brothers. Uh, Bo just got called up uh, a week ago, so good for them. They were batting back-to-back in the lineup. Oh, huh, that's which awesome. Is, yeah, which is sick. You'd love to see that. Owen Miller's been a good uh, good call-up. And they just have a lot of young guys. 
Uh, but the thing is, they're unproven. So let's see. I, my, my biggest question for Cleveland is, can all these young guys handle the big moment well? They've done it all year. They were able to win the Central and um, what was a dogfight division. Um, but let's see if their pitching can prevail and if these young bats can do enough to get Cleveland the win in this round. I, I'm riding with Cleveland. I'm believing in the Guardians. Believeland? Believeland. Yeah, Believeland. So, yeah, it's you know it's a toss-up series. I think all these are going to be really, really good series. Gonna, it's going to be great baseball, Jack. It's going to be great baseball. It is. You know, I, I think I'm more looking forward to Mariners, Blue Jays, and the AL just because of like all the ties that are there. Robbie Ray was with Toronto last year. Now he's with Seattle. Um, you have Yusei Kikuchi on the other side. It was with Seattle now with Toronto. So there's some interesting headlines there. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that after our first break here in Woo! our number one of heavy hitters. We will resume our MLB wild card round discussion momentarily. Stick with us. Welcome back to heavy hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim to my right. And we are in the midst of discussing MLB wild card weekend. But I uh, just got a little bit of breaking news from the NFL real quick. We're just going to touch on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, scheduled to pl- was scheduled to play in the Thursday night football matchup between the Colts and Broncos. He has been ruled out. This has NFL implications. This has fantasy implications. Uh, more so, though, it just has Jonathan Taylor health implications. Hope he gets well soon, but he has been ruled out of Thursday night football. Anyways, uh, Jack, anything to say before we move back? Um, no, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the NFL in a little bit. Actually, yeah, we'll preview done. that game more thoroughly. Yes. Absolutely, we will. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Rays Guardians, just final thoughts on that one. Yep. Um, Who are you picking? I like Tampa Bay. I do. Mm. They they just have a track record of succeeding in the playoffs. Uh, give me the upset. The six moves on. I think it's six moves on in one. Conference. You're not riding with Cleveland? No. I Why? Like them. I like no. Them. <laughs> oh, that soundbite is fantastic. I love that man Ray. Love him, <laughs> man Ray. <laughs> <laughs> now let me out of here, or you'll suffer dire consequences. consequences. That's good enough for me. <laughs> That's good enough for me. But yes, I'm going with the Rays. I really am. It's just, again, they've proven it to me before. I like this Cleveland team. I do, but I think it'll be another year before they can really start seeing some success. Or maybe this will be like the surprise year of surprise years and Cleveland goes on a run. So All right. um, I, I'm willing to admit I could very much be wrong, but... Yeah, give me the Rays. I'm just riding with Tampa. I like the confidence. All so. right, sounds good. Oh, an upset. All right, I hope it's a theme. I hope it's a theme this weekend. So, in one in one conference. Let's go to another yeah. forecastable upset. The number five, right? There's yes. six teams total, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I got NFL confused. The number, the number five. five. Slam Diego Padres traveling to City Field to take on the dreaded new York Mets in a three-game wild-card series. Jack, what are we looking for in New York? You sounded like a boxing uh, <laughs> guy right there. Standing <laughs> and in, in the, the other corner, corner Pete Alonzo. Who's going to strike out four times Friday Pete's got to get some Wendy's to fuel four up for the game. Times. But, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm breaking it down. Padres, Mets, City Field, best of three. Um... Trevor Williams is going to the mat tonight, so we're going to have DeGrom, Scherzer. You're lined up. Already. You yeah, got the guns up. ready. We got go. our best three. But the Padres are coming swinging a hammer just as equal. <laughs> they have Hugh Darvish, who has dominated the Mets, uh, not only this year, but in his career. They have Joe Musgrove, who is a fantastic pitcher. And then they can, can go to really anyone in alignment of Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell. Blake Snell probably would be more in line. But dreaded a, name, by the options. way. Don't say that name around me. Blake Snell? Yeah. <laughs> 
I shudder. I oh, shudder yes. thinking about I, June. You know uh, what? Yep. Yeah, it blanked me for a second, but now I know why. But yeah. Blake <laughs> June Snell, 26th so. was a bad day. Again, you know, what it boils down to for me, it's going to be a heavy pitching series. Runs are going to come at a premium. Both these teams have very good starting pitching. The Padres have a good bullpen. The Mets have a... Bullpen. Decent bullpen. <laughs> the Mets we, have a bullpen. Yeah, we trot out arms. We trot out arms. That, that can be good. Uh, it's Again, it's just very... Which is the thing, you know, until you get to Narco. Once Narco hits, it's lights out. Yeah, but before that, you have your... <laughs> well, actually, Adam Adovino's been very good this year. He's been probably the love best setup man, set man in the league. I love that um, name. He's pitched the most innings he's ever pitched in a season. He's been very efficient, so okay. what a signing uh, by the Mets. That's been so underrated how good Adovino's been to get to Diaz, but um, I like that. Keep it underrated. Just because he's been that good, uh, but weapon. you know, I think a big time reliever that the Mets are going to need to step up in this series, Seth Lugo. I mean, we need another guy who's going to be like a solid setup man alongside Ottavino. Seth Lugo has done it before. He's been in a pretty good reliever in 2019. He was regarded as one of the better relievers in baseball. I mean, he's not like he's never the best. He was never at the pinnacle, but he was up there in the conversation for. You know, in that tier two of really like MLB relievers, like you have the elite relievers, and then you have like the other guys, like the tier two guys that are just solid guys you can bring in the seventh inning, inning and lock it down. And that's where he was in 2019, and he's faltered a little bit. He had a very rough start to this year, but he's done a good job of getting things back on track a little bit. I think he's got an ERA somewhere in, in between three and four, like I think three point four, if I okay. had to guesstimate. But okay. middle uh, of the road, yeah, middle of the road. Like he can be a, but he has good stuff. Like if that curveball is working for him, he can be a very effective reliever out of that bullpen. And we're gonna, the Mets are gonna need some guys to step up out of there to put in some big innings and big moments in the playoffs this year. Again, again, it relies. That's just the as problem. Much is it's a pitching. big moment for you? We yeah. saw what happened last weekend. Well, I mean, the bullpen didn't get the pitch in big moments. So no, I, I understand that, but the team as a whole. Mets got to show up in a big moment. They do. I agree. Uh, you know, we got to see it. But again, we can't be thinking about that Braves series. It's in the past now. We lost the division. Everything. You know, we were talking about this off air. The Mets still have every goal in front of them that they had at the start of the season on the table. It's just the road got harder. You have to win one more series, and it's not easy to do. No one's saying it is. It's very hard to win in the in the playoffs, regardless of the sport. But MLB, I'd, I'd argue, is one of the hardest to win just because you've played so many regular season games already, and now you're having to play. You know, postseason games, it's not like you're getting weeks and weeks of rest. You know, like, yep. you know, for the Super Bowl, like, you get through the first three games, but then you get two weeks of rest. You know, you get, you get, to, could be two games if you're a bye team. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm, it's not trying to discount the road in the NFL, but the road to the World Series and MLB has got to be one of the hardest roads to a championship in all of sports. Um, but, you know, David Peterson's another guy coming out of the bullpen. He was a solid lefty starter. Uh, he can be effective in short term usage, too. So he's a versatile arm out there for the Mets. Um, but, what I'm looking for is the lineup. Who's going to step up uh, outside of Lindor and Alonzo uh, if they if they play well? I mean, Jeff McNeil's been there. He's been doing it. He's on pace to win the NL batting title with Freddie Freeman's 0 for 4 last night. So, Jeff, four points ahead of Freddie. Come on, Jeff. You can do it, buddy. Win that batting title for me would only be the second Met ever to do that behind Jose Reyes in 2011, huh. who batted 331, I think, that season. So, they were showing on the best broadcast last night. Uh, it was funny. In that season, though, Reyes... Took one at bat in the final game of the year, got a bunt single, and then immediately once he got to first base, sprinted to the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. But yes, back to the series. Yeah, Padres. Uh, you know this this lineup really just doesn't scare me. I mean, they have Soto, they have Bell, they have some guys. I was gonna say that doesn't scare you. They have a couple guys though. It's like the the overall depth of the lineup. It's like you know. It's not like Atlanta. What about Manny? Atlanta. You know, you look at Atlanta. Yeah, Manny's good too. But if you look just at Atlanta, just a little bit. He's just a tad okay. He's you just, know? Yeah, he's just all right. No, but um, <laughs> Bryce Harper's better. If you look at Atlanta's lineup, for example, I mean, you look one through nine. No one's really an easy out. Like there's like 
You're like, oh, great, he's coming to the plate. That's not good. Like, every, you have to take every at I Believe me, I feel it every time we play the Braves. Exactly. You can't take an at bat off. It takes years off my life watching those games. Yeah, if you're telling me, like, I'm going to be scared of Ha Sung Kim coming to the plate with, like, two out and two on compared to the likes of, like, you know, if you took someone, a deeper guy in Atlanta side, like William Contreras. You know, Contreras is better than Kim, but, like, in terms of overall lineup depth, you're setting yourself up for Ha Sung Kim. Late inning home run to cripple the Mets. You know what? Season. Honestly, if you that happens, honestly just set that up. If that happens, if that happens, we'll run the clip. We'll run the clip. If that happens, it'll probably just be me here next week clowning me. So yeah, you'll be you'll be off somewhere, uh, probably up rioting in New York. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> no, we'll we'll have the audio of that. Yeah, but it's, I mean, look, another thing too. Kill. It's not like Soto and Bell of set the world on fire since going to San Diego. They're I just mean, waiting. They, They're just laying they have They haven't been phenomenal. Soto hasn't been this year what he has been. I'm aware. So, I mean, look, th- if there's a time for him to do it, it's against uh, the Mets and at a stadium that he loves hitting at, City Field. Uh, and o- over the course of his career, I think he's hitting over 320 at City Field with a <laughs> bunt- boatload of home runs. So, uh, yeah, Juan, please don't do that. Please. please do. No. I've never rooted for Juan Soto in my life. But I am this weekend. La- last night I never rooted for the Marlins more in my life, but it didn't work out. <laughs> I love the uh, Kenley Jansen absolutely shoved it in the ninth inning. I'm actually loving the the Padres recently. I love their announcer too. Yeah, their announcer is good, but as a team, Arena no. plays it Slam Diego. Yeah, um, I love him. We do have to keep moving on though. Keep pushing the pace here. The yes, show we sir. do have a lot to talk about. Final wild card series: Mariners, Blue Jays. I referenced it a little bit earlier. Up in Toronto. Uh, 4.07 on Friday night is the opening time. I think it's going to be Robbie Ray. Alec Manoa is already the announced starter for the Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, man, what a what a prospect he's you know developed. Like he was taken 12th overall uh, in I forget what year, but the Blue Jays did a great job developing this kid. He is so good. On uh, is the reason why he's the ace for the postseason. So it's going to be interesting. You know, can Toronto starters get the job done enough? I mean, Jose Brios has been an abomination this year. Uh, worst starter, worst starter ERA among all qualified pitchers. Um, yeah, <laughs> it has been rough sledding for Jose Barrios. But yeah, can the Blue Jays starting pitching get it done? I have no, I have all the confidence in the world that this lineup is going to be able to hit. They have a, plenty of great hitters: Bobichet, Vlad Jr., uh, George Springer, Alejandro Kirk's been really good. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody: Bichette, Guerrero, Springer, Kirk. Tasker Hernandez is pretty good. Yeah, they, they just have guys who can hit. This is a deep lineup. Um, they did a good job, I think, addressing the bullpen at the deadline. That was a bullpen really plagued them early in the year. Yeah. But it's gotten yep. better. I'm just worried about the, the pitching in general does scare me. I have a little more confidence in the bullpen than the starters. But you know, Hopefully give, this will be a run-producing yeah, series. Yeah, you're giving me Alec Manoa in Game 1, and I think these Mariners pitchers, you can get some runs off of them. So Very interesting series. I like the Blue Jays just because they're home. Um, so give me them to move on. They would go play Houston. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Toronto. Give me Toronto as well. I got uh, Toronto. I got the Guardians. I got the Phils, and I got the Padres. And for me, Mets, Rays, Cards, Jays. Of course, you had to pick the Cardinals. So of course, if you think I'm sitting on here and actually picking the Phillies, you were out you of know your we're mind. the better team. Um, Come no. on, the season series doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. Oh, but it does. No, it does not. It's just misleading, is all I'm saying. You're misleading. You're lying to the people saying the Cardinals are going to win this series. Your jacket's misleading. My no, jacket? No, just Jack is misleading. No. Not no, no. jacket. Jack. 
Okay, moving on. We got NFL next. Here we go. We just did it at the same time. Thursday night football. I actually don't know. I don't remember the uh, the Thursday night football theme now, so I can't really go into it like I do the Monday night. We'll just do that for this. It is Colts. It is Broncos. That applies, as they say with uh, the on the promo. They're like two teams with a lot of horsepower Uh, because they're both horses. Get it? Yeah. That was actually pretty good. That was. Um, so, Colts, Broncos, Russell Wilson has not lived up to the hype. I mean, neither has Matt Ryan, let's be honest. This is a train wreck for both quarterbacks currently. Uh, like we said, Jonathan Taylor is now out. Uh, to go along with, unfortunately, Javante Williams also being out for the season torn ACL. It is not a good day to be a running back that was scheduled to play in this game. Um, it'll be up to Melvin Gordon, Michael Boone for Denver. Uh, it'll Antavis be up to, Murray. Oh, I forgot they signed Murray. Yep, yeah, they signed good call from the, uh, from from the, the Saints. Saints practice squad. And then it'll be up to uh, Naeem Hines and company down in uh, Indy. So Naeem Hines. Hines. Oh, that's so, just an intriguing name to start a running back. It's a very uh, very odd day here. So yeah, but we got Michael Pittman. We got. Cortland Sutton. The receivers here are good. Uh, Judy, well, aside from Pittman, I don't really know any receivers on Indianapolis. Alec Pierce uh, is their number two. Doesn't Paris Campbell? Yeah, you know, the receiver so, isn't really great. And Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan is the washed. worst thing I've ever seen. He's washed. He's literally. I think he's a bottom five quarterback in the league. Hundred percent. Like twenty eight to three broke that man. He's so old he cannot move. Yeah. And the Colts' offensive line is abysmal. I mean, it's you, terrible. It's the most overrated unit group in the league. I mean, everyone before the season or the last couple of years, all oh, the Colts' offensive line is one of the best in the league. It's one of the best in the league. No, it's not. No. It's terrible. They it's can't terrible. do anything right. They can't pass block. They can't run block. They get out physical to the line of scrimmage. Almost every single game, hundred percent. It's it's terrible. Fluke it's of the so year overrated. was when they beat the Chiefs. The, this team more resembles the team that got shut out by the Jaguars than the team that was able to beat the Chiefs. This Absolutely. is a terrible football team. Uh, I think this is a game Russell Wilson looks right for once. Uh, give me the uh, give me the Broncos somewhat comfortably. About six points. Yeah, I agree. Broncos is the pick for me too. Line in this one is Denver minus three and a half. Mm. Um, I just think. I think they open it up. What are the Colts going to be able to do? Especially Nothing. Especially you know, that Jonathan Taylor is not playing. The only the only hope that the Colts have is that Melvin Gordon gets a lot of touches because that implies fumbles. Yeah, because that implies the ball is going to be on the ground <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. So look for Mike Boone to get an increase in touches. Maybe Lat Murray, especially in the goal line. Uh, Lat Murray's a great. Davis Murray gobbles up touchdowns. Oh, 100%. That's exactly what he That's That is only usage. He just yeah. gets in the end zone. So look for Denver to start using him a little bit more. Also, that's a nice little sneaky fantasy football pickup for all you. Um, Not sneaky. It's the top running back there. pickup of the week. Is it actually? Oh, 100%. Yes. I thought um, he's getting picked up in every league. Well, that's good to know. So I don't sound misinformed. But yeah, go get Lat Murray <laughs> if you can. Um, yeah, we both go Broncos Thursday night. This game's going to be ugly. I like Denver to win. It's not going to be close. Not going to be a fun game to watch. Two bad head coaches, two bad teams, really. Yes. You no, know, Denver might be 2 and 2, but they're not that Gross. good of a football team. The horsepower thing is very misleading. Yeah, well, we're going to go to Sunday, another London game, 9.30, Giants-Packers. I believe this is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I don't know if I What happened to Wenley? Why don't we play Wenley? Yeah, Wembley. I don't... Uh, is it? No, it is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I was right. 3-1 and one versus 3-1, and one. Packers, 8-point so favorites. That's so odd. I know. That's so weird. It is very strange. 
to say. But, yeah, look, the, the game script for the Giants to win this one, uh, Saquon's got to be able to run the ball ineffectively. And that is a thing that could happen. The Packers' rush defense has not been that good. Not David really. Mo- David Montgomery gashed them in Week 2 in Lambeau. Yep. Last week. Um, Sunday Night Football. Harris was able to run it a little bit decent effectively. They were able to do enough to open up the pass a little bit for Zappi. So that's the game plan for the Giants. Run the ball. Um, but, yeah, the Packers are definitely going to be expecting that because Daniel Jones isn't 100% healthy. I think he's going to lean towards playing. He's going to play. I think he's going to play. But, yeah. Yeah, he's not in the injury report, so. Yeah. All righty, then. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers uh, looking to just build some trust with these with this receiving core, with Watson, with Lazard, uh, with, um, who's the uh, the guy that came over from KC? Oh, um, man. Watkins? Yeah, Sammy oh, Watkins. Hurt. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah, he's on IR, man. Oh, I missed that one. How did I miss that? I don't know. You, but, would, um, you would think. You would think yeah. I would know. So it's Lazard, Dobbs, Dobbs, Watson. that's okay. I, Romeo okay, Dobbs. I forgot Dobbs is in now. Romeo Dobbs taking and the place then, of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, and then... They're tight end Tunyon. Tunyon's uh, been there a little bit. Yes. He's yeah, been, he's been, been a uh, stay point, but also a lot of... Expect a lot of check downs to Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron I Jones mean, is going to have a field day. Dear Lord. Uh, the Giants will not be able to stop him. It will be tragic. I don't believe in the Giants' defense at all. Aaron uh, Rodgers is actually capable of throwing the football, so yes, Giants secondary, you're going to actually have to play defense this week. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't get an off week. You know? As we saw, that was a challenge for the likes of the for for the Giants against the likes of Cooper Rush. So, so I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a little bit of a success there. Yeah, yeah uh, I do as well. Give me the Packers over yeah, the Giants. Packers as well. Oh, it's not as upset of the week. No, it's not. Packers are eight point favorites. Yeah, that's a fat. That's spread. a fat spread. <laughs> that's a fat spread. Yet again for Green Bay, they had nine. Actually, last no, week. we can't say that's a fat spread. That's only one score. It's not so, a fat spread. I mean, that is pretty. No. Oh, well, you know, well, actually, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to one later. That's a okay. Absolute a fat real spread. fat spread. Yeah, real fat spread. P H A T spread. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go to Cleveland Chargers Cleveland. and Browns. Chargers favored by three. Both these teams coming at two and two. Chargers looked a lot better last week than they did against Jacksonville. Granted, it was Houston, but also Houston mounted a late comeback. Like, what was up with that? Uh, The thing is, though, reason for concern is uh, Joey Bosa has been injured for uh, the Chargers, and uh, the Texans were able to find some success on the ground last week. Uh, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Damian Pierce had just an okay game, and by okay, we mean going over 120 yards and getting in the end zone. A lot of that did come on one play. Yes, 75-yard touchdown run, but um, Nick Chubb is better than Damian Pierce. Nick Chubb is very and good. And the Browns' offensive line is Kareem infinitely Hunt is better. also very good. Yeah, and the Browns' offensive line is infinitely better than the Texans' offensive line. So, uh, game script for Cleveland to win, control the clock, run the ball eff- effectively, and uh, just have Brissett be a game manager. Make the throws he has to make. Uh, make some critical third-down conversions through the air, maybe third and fours. You just Donovan Peoples-Jones or Njoku underneath. You know, just make the simple plays. Uh, keep keep the ball in your possession. Run down the time, and if you can control the possession game, I think this would be good terms and leaning of Cleveland. But uh, that's a, where I'm leaning tight. with this. I think Njoku can be a stud. Really, I mean, and he I seems to be building a rapport. Atlanta, though he <sighs> seems to be building a rapport with uh, Brissett, but I don't, I don't like picking against the Chargers. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna have the stones. I'm gonna do it here. Give me the Browns. Wow, that sounds weird to say. Back-to-back weeks, Mitch going with the Browns. Wait, did I go with them last week? Yeah. How'd they do? Did, and they lost to Atlanta. Oh. 23-20. What? So. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Did I really, like, sleep through that entire game event? Yeah, that game was not good, though. Yeah, now the quarterback threw for a touchdown. 
And Mario huh. threw for 140 yards and they won the game. That's disgusting. That's terrible. That's gross. I mean, football. both teams ran it really well, though, like we talked about. We do have to step aside, though, when we come back, further going through NFL Week 5 slate preview and picks. Stay with us right here on Heavy, heavy hitters. hitters. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. It <laughs> was a heavy hit. Our number one, 18 minutes to go back from our break. Getting back you into the NFL. Emphasizing your words. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I did all that <laughs> that emphasizing. Was theatrical. It was. Um, you know, words, emphasizing, a yeah. lot of things going on. But getting back Bill to NFL. Bill Steelers, baby. Bill Steelers. Uh, and this is the fat spread I was talking about. Oh, Buffalo, fat spread. Buffalo minus 14. Oh. Two touchdown favorites in an NFL football Over game. Kenny. How often Pickett? do you see that? Oh, How often man. do you see that? That's, not, that's not that often. I mean, the thing is, though, the Steelers' defensive weaknesses have come on the ground. Um, they've done a good job of bettering that in the couple in past couple weeks, especially last week against the Jets. But yeah, they're susceptible to the ground game, and that's one that's thing a problem. Buffalo doesn't I'm, do. I'm deciding between starting Devin Singletary or Robert Woods. Yeah, Devin Singletary is going to get a lot of touches. I think just underneath passing game, make the, get these linebackers out in space because that's that's been a problem for Pittsburgh. These linebackers tackling space. Miles Jack, Devin Bush, they have really struggled with tackling an open field. Um, so I think that's a key part of Buffalo's game plan. Just get these guys over the middle. Get them in space. Make the Steelers make open field tackles. I'm not sure if they can efficiently do that for the whole four quarters. I think this one isn't a blowout to start. I think the Steelers find a way to do what they did last year and keep it close at halftime. But as the course of this game goes on, I think you'll just see the might of the Bills just wear down the Steelers. And the might of the Bills. Just unfortunately, you know, Steelers fall to one and four, I think, after this one. So love to see it. Yeah. Love rough to times see in Pittsburgh. It. But we didn't really talk about this on the Monday show, but the Kenny Pickett era has begun. Yes, it did. And I called it. I nailed it right ahead. I said it. in this very show by week four, Kenny Pickett would be the starter. Um didn't happen at the start of the game, but it happened in the midst. In the midst of the game. Yes, sir. Kenny Pickett now the outright starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. Yeah, this offense just looked a lot more comfortable with him in the helm. And, I, I, re- threw, and yeah. I know he threw three picks. One was a desperation heave to the end zone at the end of the game. It's no balls whatever. hit the ground, Jack. Yeah. And then um, one was a beautiful throw down the field, his first throw. Beautiful ball downfield to Claypool, and he just really it. didn't give a good effort for it. And yeah. got tipped and picked off. So that one's on Claypool. Uh, two of the three picks were really not Pickett's fault. One where he tried to force it to Fryermuth, just looked a little rattled on the second and fifteen. He put a ball in not a bad spot. I mean, Fryermuth's a big target. Uh, it went off his hands, but it was full extension for Fryermuth too. So again, you know, does Pickett take a step forward? It's going to be a tough environment. Bills Mafia always shows out for these home games. Totally. Um, you know, they had a gritty win last week. They had to come back down twenty to three. The Steelers. It's more than gritty. That's a great win. Yeah, I mean, that's a grinded out kind of win. Great comeback. It can be really confidence boosting to a team who's dealing with their fair share of injuries. Um, does does Buffalo take this capital? I don't. I don't think they cover. I just don't. I don't think it's, you don't think they cover. I was. I was leaning that way. That is a lot of points. A lot of points, dude. It's a lot of points. I like them by ten. I don't know. It's just everyone's now going to start game planning for digs and yeah, exactly. Mika's going to have his impact on this game. He's been so well for Pittsburgh early on, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. I like the Bills to win. Steelers cover. That's just my take. Um, my gut. Try feel. to figure out what I like. You know what I like? Upset of the week. Are you serious? Oh, let's go. Wow. Steelers shot the Bills in a stunner in Bills Mafia. <sighs> wow. Kenny folks. Pickett makes a statement. That's bold. That you told me you wanted me to be bold. I look. 
You've been bold. I mean, I'm you bold. Were, let you me in Washington me, last week, and let that me, was pretty bold. That was pretty bold. And you know what? And you know what? I'm going bigger and better than ever. All right. Listen to this right here. All right. Kenny, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's not about Kenny Pickett. You know what it's about? It's about Fryermuth. It's about Deontay Johnson. It's about Najee Harris. It's about these playmakers and Kenny Pickett being not a bum like Mitch Trubisky and actually being able to unlock it. Yeah. Okay. On top of that, no one's game planned for this yet. No one know. No one knows how to how to do this. This is going to be one of those trap games for Buffalo. They're going to fall into it. And honestly, you said it yourself. The defense is going to is going to game plan for Diggs. Uh, Buffalo's run game is not very good with Singletary and Moss. I'm sorry, but I, I I have Singletary on my on my team. I just don't know whether to start him or not. Uh, and they just don't seem to accept Gabriel Davis as a player on their football team. <laughs> I have no explanation for that. He was he's a very good player. He was dealing with injury stuff. I I don't care. He they, he needs the ball more. Uh, it seems unless they're trying to make some miraculous game in in the playoffs, they don't throw it to G- to Gabriel Davis, and when they do, he gets four touchdowns. Yeah, that's just you know I don't understand that. Look, give me the cheat, not the Chiefs. Give me the Steelers, <laughs> not the Chiefs. I, I, I might pick the Chiefs too. I don't. I forget who they're. Well, that's our last game. But. Yeah, uh, give me the Steelers in a wild bombshell of a win for Kenny Pickett. So you think this is a Steelers offensive breakout week? Yes. Okay. It I, has I can see that. I can see that. I really can. But the problem is, I don't trust the Steelers secondary enough. I mean, they have Minka, but the corners, man, the depth in this Bills wide receiver room, they don't have just digs. I mean, you mentioned Davis. They gotta start using him more. Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, those are two guys who can I'm do not some scared. Damage. Come those, on. Yeah, but those are speed guys who can get creative in the flats. They can make some plays. And yeah, I don't know. I just and think once in a while, Joe, uh, Josh Allen's gonna have an off week. And what happens if it just so coincides with the Steelers' offensive breakout week, Jack? If the Steelers had TJ Watt, I'd take the Steelers, but they don't, and mm. they're just not gonna be able. They that just does can't get pressure. Me. They can't get pressure. That on the is quarterback. sad. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson barely got touched last week. Um, Josh Allen is a way better mobile threat as well compared to Wilson. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers team is gonna be able to do enough in this one. You know what the, the beauty of this pick is, though. No one can hold this against me. Yeah, there's no like, harm, no foul. There's no harm, bro. It's a 14 point fat spread, bro. I'm I'm taking it to the bank. Okay. Steelers over the Bills. Okay, we're gonna get a little more rapid fire here as we near our final 10 minute mark of this hour. But our one, our notebook is not just yet upon us. We will discuss one more game before that. Bears Vikings NFC North showdown up in Minnesota. Vikings seven point favorites. They're three and one. Bears two and two. Um, I'm gonna beat this. Short and sweet. Vikings win. Bears can't throw the football. Um, <laughs> you don't say. Dalvin Cook will be able to run on this Bears defense, and Justin Jefferson might torch him. So I got to uh, play against Dalvin Cook this week. That's not welcome news. Yikes for you. I'm but. hoping for a uh, a rough, tough divisional matchup. You know, scratch and claw. Vikings win. Vikings not win. close. Yeah, Vikings will win the game. So you can put it on the board. Going to the Foxborough. Yes. Um, Lions. Patriots. <laughs> Patriots three point favorites. Um, really? Oh, give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. Yeah, give me the Lions. Woo! Jared, this team scores 35 points a game. That's easy, bro. Jared Goff, baby. Balled out for my fantasy team last week. Um, Yeah, good good stuff. Good looks. Let's keep this offense going. Josh Reynolds, that connection is pretty good. Not Craig. The Could? Oh, oh, I thought He's it was. He's a receiver. Okay. I know. It, it, it does get confusing. That but, is um, confusing. DeAndre Swift will not play in this game. He'll be out till week seven, dealing with that ankle sprain. That is unfortunate. So they are going to have to ride with Jamal Williams as a starting running back again. But he looked pretty not good bad. Last week. Not bad. He that is not a bad pretty good. thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. In when a normal backup, week, so. they they do a timeshare back there. Yeah, exactly. So he's good. He's a starting caliber running back. Yeah, when Swift's healthy, Williams just eats up the red zone carries. Yeah, Swift just gets all the yards. But 
Uh, yeah. Uh, given the Lions, I'd like them to pull off the upset. I just don't like New England. They've lost that hard-fought game up in Lambeau last week. Do you hear a baseline? I do hear a baseline. <laughs> <laughs> but what is going on? No idea. Lions win. We are in conjunction with conjunction. that pick. We're basically the same person, Jim. We are soulmates. Read your notebook. Run the K. Remember some perfect. water. Attention, KU community. Want to join a campus club that has a focus on activism, racial justice, gender equity, self empowerment, and anti violence? If so, come join FMLA. FMLA meets every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at room 104 in the Boxwood House. We hope to see you there. This is Message of Community Interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR heavy hitters, Jack Con Mitchell Smith, <laughs> back here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown, 1670 a.m. We are getting back to NFL. Am. am. I am, am. on am. Getting back to NFL week <laughs> five slate. We're going down to the big easy. Um, big easy. Seahawks Saints. I remember we kept saying that to the Forest State LSU game. Because of Gus Johnson. Yeah. And the big easy. And a big easy. I think I just, I don't think, he didn't even call that game. I was just like, that is something he would say. That's a reference he would make. It is. Big easy. New Orleans. Tell me about it. Seahawks, Saints, Saints favored by five. Two disgusting teams, by the two way. Two and two Seahawks, one and three Saints. Does Jameis Winston come back this week? I'm not sure. Oh, God. But you better hope Last he week they were down Kamara, Thomas, Andrews, Pete, um, and, and, and Jameis. And they almost won they the almost game. Won. How about that? Andy Dalton, baby. Uh, Andy, Andy Dalton hype train is back. Um, but Blessed by yeah. the queen herself, Andy Sorry, Dalton. Saints. Upset of the week. Uh-oh. Seahawks. Minus five, they are going to cover. At a measly five-point spread. Okay, dude, how often do you see 14 points? Try times in that by three, buddy. So Let's go. Could you imagine if my pick hits? That would be insane. I'll come in here. I don't even care if any anyone else wins this week. Well, the Phillies. Seahawks or Saints, my friend? Seahawks or Saints? That's a great question. Uh, Gino's terrible. Metcalf, uh, he'll get, I don't know. He'll have some other thing come up in the, I don't know. the game. I don't know what's going on with him. Carting off the field to go to the bathroom? Uh, okay. Power move. What if I could just request that? What if I could just have someone from the lobby come in and wheel this chair out to the bathroom for me? <laughs> what kind of uh, power? Time out. I got to go. Yeah, dude. I'll see you back on heavy hitters. Hour number two. Mitch has got to go. I got some heavy hitters of my own. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Give oh, no. me. Give me the Saints. They're very good. Is Thomas coming back? I don't I probably, know. I probably should know that. That is something I can check right. on. Um, <laughs> that is that is something I can check on. But give me the Saints. They're only going to get better from uh, last week. That was a tough matchup against the Vikings. Um, I think they uh, I think they showed some grit. I think it's good enough to get a win this weekend uh, against a very very bad uh, Seahawks team. I will. We disagree. Upset of the week is Seattle for me. For you, it is Pittsburgh. So what if we pronounced it Seattle as a as a collective? Just Seattle. 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 Well, we do have upset of the, the week. Seattle Seahawks. We that has a great ring to it. Seattle Seahawks. Well, we will pose that in our next board meeting with the Seattle Seahawks board of trustees. <laughs> yes. which we are totally not a part of. Um, not yet. Dol- <laughs> not yet. Hit us exactly. Up. Dolphins. Jets in the Meadowlands. Tua not going to be playing in this game, so it's up to Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves. That's what they call him. Oh man! So um, Teddy Tua Gloves. Yeah, Dolphins favored by three. Uh, 
quick and easy. I like the Dolphins to win this one. I love the Dolphins to win this one. So Jets, Jets are terrible. I don't care. Jets in a letdown after a big road win at Pittsburgh. Couple give, road wins. Give us Miami. Going down to Tampa Bay. Bucks, Falcons. Two and two versus two and two. Bucks eight and a half point favorites. Um, it's time for the slaughter. Brady's dealing with an ugly situation in his off the field life. Um, in all seriousness, no, um, that divorce is starting to be. Uh, it's coming to a head, I think, from reports I've seen, um, and that's not a good thing. You it's know, not a good thing at all. At all, but uh, in the football realm, we're going to see Brady turn into menace mode now. This oh is not this is not what the football world this is needed. not what the Falcons would want. No, um, Brady has not looked great so far this year, and there's going to be a game where Tom goes for like five touchdowns and three fifty through the air. Hopefully, those can go to Mike Evans. I think this is the day it happens. This is probably it's going to be it a, it's going to be a slaughter. In Tampa Bay, sorry, sorry, Atlanta. Bucks cover, yeah, easy. Yeah, Bucks cover, easy is not going to be good. Oh man, is it, does Fournette get going? Possibly, probably. Who cares? That's not even going to be the headline. Yeah, no, it's they're just going to see three fifty-yard touchdown passes from Tom Brady. Yeah, that's what's just what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to our nation's capital, Titans Commanders. Washington's lost three in a row after their Week One win against Jacksonville. <laughs> Tennessee is on the upswing after starting zero and two, winning back to back against the Colts. Last week and prior to that, the Raiders. So they are now back to 500. It's tough, they though. Gotta, they lost Traylon Burks. They did. He's not going to be playing in this game, but Robert Woods might be in line to have a field day. Let's go. I need that. So I'm probably going to start him over Singletary. As is Derrick Henry. So give me the Titans. I like them. They get their third consecutive win. Mike Rabel's a fantastic head coach. Um, and they're on track, back on track to win this division, I think. You know, I doubted this Titans team. I was very low on them. But seeing how things have shaped up over the first four weeks, it's likely to me that it's Titans and Jags tangoing for the top of this division. Uh, so the weather's getting colder, Jack, which means the Yeti, Derrick Henry, is only getting stronger. Yes. He's going to be shoving men to the ground left and right. Hide the hide the young ones. This is not something they need to see. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't let your children see this. Please don't. It, it's going to be so violent. Yeah, Derrick Henry absolutely... Stuffing grown men into a locker is just not, it's not <laughs> It's going to look like middle school out here. Yeah, it's, Derrick Henry is not human. He was yeah. made in a lab. They don't, he, his initials aren't DH for nothing. He is the designated hitter. Yeah. Heavy hitter. Yeah, exactly. He, so, is, the, he is the embodiment of the show. Yes. So, we just need our logo just to be Derrick Henry. Yeah, we need to get Derrick Henry on the show. Imagine. <laughs> that would be Dude, incredible. That'd be insane. That would be the biggest guest star appearance, I think, in KUR's history. Probably. Well... Maybe. We had, we had Kenny G. We did. We did. So. <laughs> Kenny G or Derrick Henry? Uh, I'll post the poll. Yeah, let's do it. Twitter poll. Give me the uh, Titans, though. Give me the Titans. Yes. Not picking the Commanders again. That was disgusting. Oh, man. There are people next to me. Or at least one of them. Yes, there is one person entering the room. Awesome. Uh, give, me the, give me the Titans. Yes. Yo. Last one o'clock. I Hello, love your Linda. hat, by the way. I recognize yeah, it. Not good. Final 1 o'clock game before we take our break for our number two. It is Texans-Jags. AFC South, man, this one's just... Oh, this is Jags. 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 That's uh, it. Bounce back after uh, running into the buzzsaw that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. okay. Oh, we'll get yeah. To them. We'll get to I them love it, Jack. But they're going to bounce back. They're going to beat up on a Texan squad, and they're going to get their win. Yeah, Davis Mills is not a scary quarterback to play against. He's just not. Nope. <laughs> um, He's a... I like Damian Pierce and I do like Brandon Cooks, and you know, but I think Christian Kirk goes crazy in this game. I think after two catches, yeah, but he is—he's just a big play guy. Okay, you know, like he can—he can make you pay for big plays. Hundred percent agree. So I think we see a couple of those on Sunday. 
Jags favored by seven. They win. They cover. Yeah, um, I, I think they win. Poor Houston. I think they. I don't know if they cover though. Yeah, it is a division game. I'll take know. the win. It's an ugly division game. Yeah, it is. It it's is the AFC South. Yeah, not good. Not uh, good at all. Yeah. All right. Okay, first 4 o'clock game. Actually, I lied to you folks. You are you're a terrible person. I said last game before the break. But How much time will, do we got? We have a minute and 20 seconds. Oh, let's do it. Who we got? Okay, Niners-Panthers Niners, in Carolina. Panthers. Oh, God. No, I was please. I nailed the Monday night game right on the head. Uh, Niners handled the Rams quite easily. The Rams' offensive line is not good. Uh, Matt Savage going to hit all night. Um, Niners' defense looked really good. I think they continue the momentum They're going to roll. Carolina. They're favored by six and a half. Panthers don't look good. A lot of uncertainty there. Matt Rule, Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. Uh, giving the Niners, giving the Niners to roll to victory. Niners cover easy. Matt Rule gets fired, I think. It's just going to be tough sledding all day for the Panthers. They're going to look like a terrible football team. And it will be panic mode in Charlotte. Yes, absolutely agree. 100%. Carolina will have a top five draft pick when the year is said and done. They'll be right there with Houston. I don't know. <laughs> they'll be right there. They'll, I don't know if they're going to tango for number one, but uh, uh, I hope the Saints keep losing. Though apparently the Eagles still have their pick, so uh, yeah. that's awesome. I thought we're already thinking about the draft. It's only four weeks into the season. I know we got so much else to talk about. MLB playoffs, NHL starting up soon. Absolutely. NFL, college football. We will football. start talking about the yes, sir. So we will step aside. And we're talking though. about the draft. Yeah, we're talking about the draft. We will step aside when we come back, our number two, wrapping up NFL Week 5 predictions, and then we will shift our focus to Week 6 of college football. Stay with us right here on Heavy Hitters. Yeah, it's our number two Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, Linda trying to fight me in the studio, or in the lobby of the studio. We got so much going on. We talked through MLB playoff action in our number one covered a bunch of NFL games. We are on the 4 o'clock slate, and then we'll get into some college football week number six. Can you believe it, Jack? Already week six there. But moving ahead, uh, we both had the 49ers in a ugly game in Carolina. Where are we moving next? Are we going? Are we going to the one? Are we going 5-0? and oh? Is that where we're going? One more. One more. Okay. All right. First, we have to get the very anticlimactic Cooper Rush. Oh, boo. 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 I hate both of these matchups. Um, Cooper, rush through this one real quick. Uh, Three and one Cowboys, two and two Rams. Uh, Rams got to find a way to bounce back after a bad loss. Actually, this is a good game. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It actually is a good game. (laughs) Um, We we, we have been flying through these games because a lot of them don't seem good. But, uh... This one actually is good, so we're going to spend a little bit more time yeah. deep diving into this one. Can Cooper Rush go 5-0 as a starter? No, he no, can't. I agree. Not up at top, all. Come up on. Top. Give me that. Yes, sir. Cooper Rush sucks. Desk, desk slam. Desk slam times. For the, for the win, for the Rams, bro. Uh, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, he's just bad. They don't have valid receivers besides C.D. Lamb. Uh, their defense is terrible. I mean, it was somewhat of a game against the Giants, all right? Against the Giants. And the uh, the Rams, I don't care what records say. They're a game worse on the on the stat sheet, but they the Rams are a much better team than the New York football Giants. Give me the Rams. Uh, Going to be close because the Rams are in a rut. Cowboys are overperforming, but I think the scale starts to balance out this week. Cooper Rush, all good things must come to an end. You, sir, are going to get a loss and eliminate the qu- quarterback controversy in Dallas heading into Sunday night with Philly. Um, that's next week, though. So 
you will, you sir, will have a loss. Uh, it will look somewhat ugly. Uh, I think the Rams defensive line, Aaron Donald and friends, <laughs> sounds like a show. Uh, Aaron Donald and friends will stuff Elliott and Pollard, and the rest will just be up to the secondary, uh, doubling or tripling CeeDee Lamb and just letting everyone run free because Cooper Rush can't throw to them anyways. Yeah, and again, this Dallas offense is, yeah, this Dallas offense, you know, it's just not, it's not that, it's not great. I'm not scared of it. I think Ramsey can hold CD Lamb or whoever he's going to be moving around and guarding uh, just fine. Um, not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, I like the Rams to win this one. They get a bounce back. This offense looks fine. Cooper Cooper Cup has a fantastic game. Um, but they got to find a way to get other receivers involved. That's what I'm saying. Allen Robinson, where are you, buddy? Ghost. What is happening? Is this the Allen Robinson breakout game? There's been memes of what's going on in that offense, but I can't say that on air. <laughs> Higby's at least been good, but he's on my bench because I have Mark Andrews. So, so you know, that's kind of the thing. Maybe I could try and trade him. <laughs> oh, my. Very sorry. It's for okay, the, Jack. We forgive you. Um, but, yeah, Allen yeah. Robinson needs the breakout game to happen. You can't he rely does. on Ben Skoranek. We need we need more energy of Bobby Wagner tackling uh people running onto the field. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a, that was amazing. That was incredible. That person runs into the field. Boom! boom. Sit down. Sit. Bobby down. said no. Bobby Wagner with a beautiful form, clean tackle. I yeah. mean, couldn't that, have that done it nice. any better. Good was, police work, Officer Wagner. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Great reference, Mitch. I Thank love you. It. I love it. This is why we're best friends. Yes. He gets my references. Rams win. Rams win. Rams win. Uh, sorry, Cowboys. You're three and two. You're gonna be three and three after next week. Wap wap wap. Cue the sound. Oh yeah, I love that. Did you just say the Eagles to go six and zero? Oh? oh man. We'll get there. Oh man. Let's just get there, buddy. Yeah, let's just do it. We Give both, it to me. Both go the Rams. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Dallas. And we're that both gonna it. go the birds. The Philadelphia Eagles. Are we traveling? We're traveling, right? Yes, to Arizona. Yeah, to Wait, go the birds? Scottsdale, Arizona. Which bird? Both of them. I'll are birds. get to it. Let's go to the Battle of the Birds, red oh. versus green. It's Christmas time in October. Picking, so. Red October ends here, Jack. This is the end of Red October. Oh, this is what Philly meant by Red October. Okay. <laughs> I can no, agree with that. No, sir. I can get on board with this. Oh, October he thing. saved his up. No, wait, you already picked your upset of the week. Okay, yeah. I'm not in danger of that. Jalen Hurts continues to look special against my against my will, really, but uh the Eagles trounce the Cardinals coming off their win in Carolina. The Eagles are a complete team. The Cardinals are just not. That's what this comes down to. Eagles starting to get healthier after a, a slew of injuries. Uh, and the Cardinals just cannot compete. We're getting them the week or one or two weeks before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. And this could be ugly. Could be ugly. It could. Jack's or very silent. Or the Eagles no. could fall to form. It's more. not a trap game. It's not, a tra- it's not a trap game. I'm louder. What. That means I'm correct. Yeah, because that's totally how that works. Eagles destroy. the. You hate the Cardinals. What is happening? I know. You hate the Cardinals. I've said it. I have said it on this show. You think I they're ha- terrible. I hate the Cardinals. You think they're terrible. I hate the Cardinals, but they do this every year. They win this game that makes no sense at home. Like the Green Bay one? Yeah. Like they win these games that they just shouldn't win. It's like... They, they just find a way to do it. This ain't that game, Jack. And it is that game. No, it's not. Give me the no. Cardinals. Oh, you disgust me. I know. I do you not like Dolph- this team. You think the 72 Dolphins are popping champagne this week? Or was it 78? Which year was the undefeated Dolphins? I think it was 72. I yes. thought it was 72. Yes. Yeah. 
So you think they're popping champagne this week? Last undefeated team falls? Cardinals win it. You disgust me, buddy. Listen to this. Miles Sanders is going to run all over them. We saw that Christian McCaffrey had a pretty good day last week. Miles Sanders is running his face off right now. I'm not picking with my mind of picking with my emotions. I know you are. Let me just run through the... the, uh, the you're going pathos. I'm going logos right here. Yes. The... Uh, I mean, let's talk about the passing attack. The Batmans are going to be running free. Uh, hopefully Smith is okay. Hopefully skinny Batman's okay there. But A.J. Brown, my man, is going to have a day. The Eagles' pass rush is going. This is the big thing, though. They're going to contain Kyler Murray. He's not going to be running. He's not going to be looking free. He's not going to be wrestling in the pocket there to find Rondale Moore, to find Greg Dortch. Uh, he, he's not, they don't have good receivers right now, Jack. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Eagles are just going to crunch them. Murray throws three picks. Uh, Hertz has a great day. I, I, don't, I don't really got any specific stats, but give me the birds by like two scores at least. No. Who's behind me? What, there what are, are we two, doing here? There are two people standing behind you. I, but I, I didn't even see them come in. I was so in the zone about the Eagles. I kind of heard something and it kind of disrupted me a little bit. Well, but I was, of I was zones, in a flow. In a zone. The zone. The Eagles would be in the red zone all day. I gotta get in my zone because a uh, quick message from the KUR Notebook. Oh. Attention KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022 and 2023 season continues on Friday night, November 11th with a performance by Carl Peterson. Enjoy authentic Scottish music in the special performance not to be missed. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is $9 donation, where children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsenhoff at 484-336-9600. Three nine or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR I Happy hope there's some bagpipes there. I love Scottish music. Our number two. Let's go. We cool. already started it, but that was our first little interruption with a notebook message. And I'm looking at very... Well, I don't even know what I'm You're saying. You're getting right taps now. on the windows. Yeah. You get. I'm getting people trying to it's Arthur. Jump out of my sighted spots, into my blind spots. It's old time here. It's Arthur. We um, can't just ever have a nice, chill, heavy hitters. No. There's no, always got to be people making our lives yeah. hell. People interrupting the show. No, Speaking but. of people making people's lives hell, I mean, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and the Birds, they're just going to be all over Murray. They don't have a good offensive line. I Actually, shout out to uh, Justin Pugh. Went to my high school, Council Rock High School South. Uh, I think left tackle? For the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, former giant, Justin Pug. No, yeah, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, I think he's injured, though. And he's yeah. one of the best they got. So, so it's product. not going to be pretty local in Arizona. Product. But, yes, uh, I go with the Cardinals. I'm not. Thank you. Uh, am I confident? No. But the path to the upset happens with being able to control the clock. Murray's able to do enough through the air, make some crazy plays, get some big explosive touchdowns. Uh, it would have to be a high-scoring game. And that's the path. Big the play Cardinals Slay's not letting that happen. Yeah. And James Radbury. That's my new name. Look, don't worry. Don't worry. He does this. He has a year with the team where he looks like an elite corner, and you'll see soon enough that he's really not. Bro, the Jags are better than the Cardinals, and it's not even close, and the Eagles just hung 29 unanswered on them. So, 
With an injured kicker, mind you. Picking with emotion, Cardinals win. You just don't That's like all. me. I don't like the Eagles. Mm, gross. So, where so, are we moving to? Sunday Night Football. AFC North. It's like the TikTok you sent me. Which one? The uh, the Star Wars one. Oh, yeah. That one NFL theme song sounds like the... Uh, Oh, what was it? The battle droids? Going battle on? droids attacking Naboo. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally it picturable. It did. That was hilarious. It went right along with it. That was hilarious. Well, getting into our matchup. Waiting all day for Sunday night, Jack. Bengals-Ravens. AFC North 2-2 two and two versus 2-2. Two and two. Ravens are three-point favorites. Um, the Ravens have lost their five cons- past five home games, including Ooh. blowing two... Double-digit leads. They blew a 17-point lead against Buffalo. They blew a 38-17. I think it was 38-17 against Miami. 35-17. 35-17. That's it. Um, So, yeah, they have been taking the role of the Atlanta Falcons, envying another bird. Yeah, another another choke bird. Yeah, channeling their inner bird friends in Atlanta, (laughs) but they are taking it to Baltimore. You really really searched for that one. Yeah, I did. It took a little bit. But I got the Bengals. Uh, they've won two in a row. They're on the ascension. They're on the rise. They're they look just fine. Really, Higgins is going to have a big time game. Uh, look for the Bengals' offense to score over thirty. I think it's 35, 35, 24. Bengals win it on Sunday night. Ravens fall to yeah, two and three. Yeah, I was really thinking about picking the uh, the Ravens here. That was what I was set on throughout the day, but. Uh just thinking about it last minute here. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by that win against the Dolphins. Uh they were the last undefeated team. I I think uh I think the Ravens and Dolphins are pretty similar though. I, I you know, but it's hard to keep them down, but uh give me the Bengals. Give me Joe Burrow. Joey B, my fantasy quarterback. Uh hope he has a great night on Sunday night. Well, last game to preview, but not least. Yes. Well, maybe it is. I actually don't. It's Chiefs and someone, right? Chiefs and Raiders. Chiefs. Oh, the Raiders. Raiders are not going to have a fun week. <laughs> it's not. The uh, the Matt, black holes. The Chiefs have gotten angry uh, after losing uh, to the to the Colts. Yeah. They, tw- took that, uh, they took that out on Tampa Bay. They absolutely just torched Tampa Bay. That wasn't even fair. They hung nearly half a hundred on That was so. insane. On elite defense. They just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And now you come to the Raiders, which is not an elite defense. Not by any stretch. Uh, gave up, you know, I think 23 to Russell Wilson and company. And this is just, this, this one will get ugly. What's the spread? Chiefs minus seven. Oh. Touchdown favorites at home. They cover. So. I don't care. It's a divisional matchup. They cover. I agree. Hopefully Ra- Jacobs does enough for me. Raiders go to one and four. Chiefs four and one. Yeah, I mean, look, if you had to carve a path for the Raiders to win this game, uh, they got to be able Jacobs, to control right? the clock. Yeah, Jacobs got to run it efficiently. Can Adams have a big enough day to keep the Raiders in this one? I think that a lot of the formula for beating the Chiefs is what the Bengals did last year on the AFC Championship game. Got to go, you know, you know, make Mahomes bomb to bomb with them. Try to make some miraculous plays uh, that. Don't end up going well with some turnovers, interceptions. This run game doesn't scare me. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does look like he's getting better and better, but it still isn't a prolific running game by any stretch of the imagination. No. So, again, and this receiving room, you know, they got Kelsey, and he's really good, but you know they have a lot of options there, but it's not like there's a guy who's just, you say, oh, wow, this guy is oh, a wow. matchup. Yeah, you don't say, oh, wow, <laughs> this guy's a matchup nightmare. Like, it's just, you just don't say that. 
It's just not. I mean, Kelsey. Yeah, is that outside of Kelsey? Oh, 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 oh. Well, that's kind of a guy. Yeah, but it's obvious. But he's a guy that you do say, oh, wow. I mean, yeah, but everyone knows that. Okay, I don't care. But everyone knows that. It still fits. But everyone knows that. Okay, so you're saying they don't have a second one. But everyone knows that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they don't. I'm sorry. They Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean... Yeah, who could it be? You know, you're looking at like Juju. Did Can Juju he take a step forward? Develop? He did. He took a step forward, but does he take the next step forward? Or uh, does does uh, Hardman, McCall Hardman, does he start filling in the role here? Uh, you know, I don't really know how this this Chiefs offense is really going to look. Kelsey um, dominates the targets, and then they spread it out elsewhere, and whoever has a better week just has a better week. It's not going to be one guy who consistently just. Is out producing. I feel all the like other Juju's going to start ke- taking some steps forward here and actually develop into a rec- a, a decent. He's got the most targets, here. but yeah. like last year against uh, not last year, last week against Tampa Bay, eight targets, five for forty six. I mean, yeah, that's not much. That's short. Yeah, it's just a lot of short to intermediate passing game. They don't. I mean, they don't really have a speedster who can take the top off of a defense. Sky Moore, but he doesn't play. I know that's the problem. I picked him. Uh, picked him up in my. I mean, Hardman's a speedster, like but one. It was a problem. He's just not a very good receiver. He's not reliable yeah. for some reason. So he makes plays, but few and far between here. So, uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs though. They figure it out uh, pretty mightily against the Raiders. Yeah, yes, they do. Patty Mahomes, what you got, buddy? What you got? Chiefs, man, Whew, they look scary. juggernauts. Jack. Scary again, juggernauts. Um, but that's just what it is. So, yeah, that we. We flew through our NFL slate. We did. That was like 50 minutes. Well, you know, I think we should talk some fantasy when we come back. So oh, we'll I'll, I'll definitely time. talk some. I'll, let me grab my lineup here. Then. Yeah. Well, we do have 20 seconds to our first break of hour two. Uh, so. so I had an amazing comeback. Let me just breeze through this. I was down so many points. Came back. I think I actually did talk about this. Yes. But the problem Mike is Evans. my matchups do not look as favorable, aside from maybe Mike Evans against the Falcons. Yeah. So. And that's the issue. Uh, to be previewed, I am... Uh, I'm three and one, looking for four and one. So there we'll talk go, about it on the other it. side of the break. Yes, Jack is uh, Jack is struggling because three and one and two and two. I didn't even say it's struggling. Yeah, but uh, Waddle let you down. He did big time. Two catches. <laughs> That's tragic. Yeah, two for thirty nine. Not good. Yeah, need need increased production this week. But hopefully that can happen. Well, we're gonna step aside for first break of our number two. On the flip side, we will talk a little fantasy football before shifting into week six of college football. All coming your way next on Heavy Hitters. Sweet. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody. <laughs> that was a good one. Felt yeah, that went in my throat. Just, yeah, you did. That, that was uh, that was a emphatic. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start from the diaphragm. You do. You do have to start from the diaphragm. Listener out there, come on, do it with me. One, two, three. <laughs> heavy Hitters. Yes. Sounds like a clash of clans thing, you know? It's like <laughs> the... <laughs> dun, my dun, goodness. dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> heavy Hitters. Yes. <laughs> Um, Rutgers, Rutgers, break, break, one, two. Um, but <laughs> fantasy football, fantasy football, we gotta get into favorite. it. Let's go. Oh uh, yeah. If you got Michael Boone, congratulations, you are in store for some great touches. I actually, Jack, this is a weird week for me. I made zero waiver claims because I am confident in my fantasy football team as is. I don't think there's a single player out there, aside from I did make one move, and that was to pick up a kicker, Greg Joseph, and I'm... drop Jake Elliott because of injury concern. But I have – let me let me walk you through this, John, here. Joe Burrow, quarterback, solid, all right? 
By the way, uh, other quarterbacks on my roster include Dak Prescott on the IR and Deshaun Watson for when he comes back. He's going to be my secret weapon for the playoffs. Okay? Running backs. Christian McCaffrey. Stud. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Booming so far. Uh, could really be a steal if if this... We thought it was a timeshare backfield. And here's Josh Jacobs getting 34 fantasy points. I love it. Uh, wide receivers. Oh, we got Mike Evans, baby. Oh, I owe my house and children to Mike Evans after last week. Uh, <laughs> Mike Evans, here's my house. Yeah. You here's, can pay off my mortgage in one day. Here's the potential weak point. Deontay Johnson. Does it work out with the new quarterback? I don't know, but he's a very good receiver. I think he still finds great production. Then you got Mark Andrews, my tight end. My backup tight end's Tyler Higby, by the way, so I'm good no matter what. Um, and then followed by a, a flex that could be, oh, it could be Michael Thomas, steal of the draft. It could be Devin Singletary. Robert Woods, the, the clear number one tight end on the Titans for, or not tight end, uh, wide receiver on the Titans for right now. And then my two defenses. Oh, and I, I forgot uh, to mention Rashad Penny for running back depth and Jacoby Myers. And then my defense, Eagles, and I have the Bills. So, I mean, tell me a weak point, Jack. Tell me a weak point. Not many. And there's nothing I could have added that would be better. No. Not I'm, one thing. I'm looking at my matchup this week, and I kind of want to cry. Really? It's not good. I have bad matchups, too. Dude, I'm, this I'm playing guy, Dalvin Cook. This guy I'm playing, his team's loaded. Really? Lamar, Derrick Henry, Ooh. Saquon. Oh. Corlin Sutton, oh. CeeDee Lamb. Oh! Gerald Everett. Oh, my God. Ramondre Stevenson, okay. Jags D, and Riley Peterson. Who's on Riley his bench? Because Ramondre Stevenson sucks. A.J. Dillon. Oh, Romeo shoot. Dubs. Juju, Lat Murray. Wow. All of those players are better than Stevenson. Hot take. Yeah. Latavius Murray over Stevenson. You wow. might be uh, taking a hard L this week. Yeah, I got Goff, Najee, Singletary, Diggs, Waddle. Oh, we both got Singletary? Tyler, yes. Tyler Conklin mm. from the Jets, the tight, tight end. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Drake London. Gross. Bucks D and Justin Tucker. Okay. My team's not bad. At least it's you have the like, best kicker. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I have your boy Greg Dorch on my bench. My boy? Yeah. When did he become my boy? <laughs> it's a joke. He's going to yeah. have like one catch for yeah, it's seven yards. It's a joke because you were like, the Cardinals have no receivers. Greg oh. Dorch is one of their best receivers. Oh, great. We're back in the studio. Yeah. Well, we did the trophies oh, come? Well, we've always yeah, been in the studio. Breaking news, the trophies are here at long last across the KUR uh, nation. If you are hearing this message now, the IBS trophies have arrived. I'm Mitchell Smedley at the KUR News Desk. We will have more breaking updates as the story unfolds. They're there. They're there. They're there. Mike Reggs confirmed himself. They are there. You heard it on air live here. Thank you for that update. going on for... Six, Speak into the mic, buddy. Okay, I didn't know if I was, if I was welcome here. Always Absolutely. welcome on heavy hitters. Right, you were always welcome on the show. I have been chasing down these trophies for like seven months, so this is big news. The it's, long quest for the IBS almost, trophies but I'm is almost over. like scared that it's going to be something like they misprinted something or it's like the wrong school or just based on how things have been going, but I'm we're hoping for the best. Optimism. Oh, Optimism. Yeah. Optimism. Optimism. Love to hear it. All right, well, they're going to go now, so hopefully by the end of the show we'll have We will keep you posted. Okay. Absolutely! Wow, I mean, Mike Reg's guesting. I mean, that is fantastic. Last. I mean, something I don't, I didn't, wasn't sure would ever happen. Dude, that that's like crossing off the bucket list. I right know, there. really is. Mike Reg's guesting on our show, Red October, and the IBS trophies, all in the span of about forty-eight hours. Jack, what is happening in my life? Well, but you I can cross out that Red October. It's part, true. But Mike Reg's guest starring on Heavy Hitters made my. Yes, this has been a thing at every e-board meeting, every KUR meeting, every KUR conversation. It's been these IBS trophies. And now, folks, you can 
uh, congregate at the studio. <laughs> Are you going to say you can get them? No, I said I was trying to think of the word con- uh, congregate. Yes. You can congregate at the studio. You can worship the trophies in their full glory. They have uh, word on the street from a very credible source being Mike Regs arrived on this campus. What a day of rejoicing. Wow. Jack, over to you. Breaking news. Um, that, yeah. that has been breaking news. Yeah. And Mike Regs. So <laughs> fantasy looking much better for Mitch than it is for me, but um, three and one, baby. I knew I drafted a good team. I knew it. Look at you. I was the second highest projected team in my league at the start of the season, and then Dak Prescott went down, and then I made the trade of all trades. And the next day, and the next Antonio day. Gibson for Burrow and Singletary. Yeah, man. <sighs> because Gibson went Poor off. Poor Chappie, one. who made that trade. Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. He's, okay. he's trying his hardest to trade Antonio. He tried trading Gibson back to me for Jacobs. Adam's reaction <laughs> when you said no to that trade. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> yeah, it's uh. t- no, there's this one guy in my league that he constantly lowballs me with offers. The latest one I received. Oh, yeah. There's people who just don't know how to send fantasy exactly. trades. Exactly. Latest one I received. And this is constant, by the way. Mike Evans and Josh Jacobs in exchange for James Conner, DJ Moore. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, Why would I take DJ Moore? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's so Alrighty. All right, back. Let's get into college. Let's get into college, man. I have five games that I want to preview in depth, and then we'll give you some games to watch for the weekend. Sounds good, ladies and gentlemen. Got thirty minutes to go. Yes, we do. We have a lot more time to discuss. To discuss. To discuss. To discuss college football. Well, usually we go through about like ten games, so this is a reprieve. But yes, I'm gonna. We're gonna start changing our focus in a. uh, You know, depending, it's gonna vary week to week. But this week, I had five games that I really want to spend a good chunk of time getting in-depth into and why did it sound like i feel like my headphones just got like better quality of oh no it's because i accidentally unplugged mine now they're back oh okay see i can off on off on okay let's stop doing that (laughs) (laughs) enough oh dude you know what we forgot to mention for baseball what judge breaking the home oh my god he did it aaron judge it's number 62 no more cutouts of college football to see aaron judges at bats hooray and a multi-billion Multi-billionaire caught the ball. Yep. Yeah. A guy is the vice president of Fisher Investments, who is in a $197 billion company. Yeah. So. Uh, that allocated across the world. So Aaron Judge, though. Congratulations, jo- Jack. Not Josh. I keep calling you Josh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Um, Don't do that. Does he. Why? Is he. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Is he the best in my in your opinion? Like, is does this record stand? Like, should this be the all-time home run yes. record? No. 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 Why? Look, just because Bonds didn't do it cleanly doesn't mean you get to erase all of history. It's like, that's like saying... He didn't do it cleanly, though. He didn't, but it's an era of baseball. That means if you wipe away all his stats, that whole era of baseball stats have to go away. Do it! I'm disagreeing with that. Come on. I need a clean game. Look, it's not... Every ref before every match has always said, I want a clean fight. It wasn't good, but it was... It wasn't a good era in terms of morality, but it was good for baseball. People watched baseball because of the home run race between McGuire and Sosa, and then the 0-1 Bonds run. I mean, look, it's it's tarnished records because of what they did, but those were exciting times of baseball where a lot of people watched the game. Like that, There's a great ESPN documentary. Uh, I forget, the, what's the title of it? Uh, it might just be called home run chase I think I don't know um, but it's a 30 it's a documentary 
Dirty for Dirty, fantastic. Check it out. Uh, between the race between Maguire and Sosa, it is a great watch. Highly recommend. Will highly educate you on what that race meant uh, to a lot of people and into the world of baseball. So. I uh, would 100% recommend watching that. It's a great watch and all things show you what that meant for the sport of baseball in a time where coming out of the 94 lockout, uh, it did a lot to bring viewership back to the game of baseball. So I don't count it. I, I count this as the, the high water mark. I understand that. I can I can understand both sides of this coin. Yeah. I really can. But for me, I am not on board with erasing an era of baseball just because a large portion of the people cheated. I mean, it was just what it was. A lot of people took steroids. Some got caught, some didn't. And it just happened Maguire, Bonds, and Sosa were the three main guys who were performing so well. Okay, but this is like... And they got exposed. American Idol, right? Say that, like, top three contestants from, like, a certain year that were so great and, and like, iconic to the show. Say they were found out to be using auto-tune. It's like, that's not what this is. This is singing. This is your actual voice. This is not who can use auto-tune the best. There's nothing wrong with a little enhancer. Oh, my... Those are sentenced the enhancers. enhancers. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. That's of fancy that. talk. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! Wow, that was accurate. That was that was accurate. But um, yeah. So that's the last thing for baseball we got to touch on. Also, um, you know, you mentioned before we get to college football, we're just gonna push it on as far as possible. Yeah, this is just gonna spark a debate. Um, Do but, it. But you know. You mentioned the Cardinals, dom- uh, the Phillies dominating the Cardinals. Yeah. And uh, in 2015, the Mets dominated, dominated the uh, the Cubs dominated the Mets in the regular season before the Mets turned around and swept them in the LDS. Oh uh, no, in the LCS correction, and route to the World Series before losing in Kansas City. Still breaks my heart. Ha. <laughs> um, Nerd. But you know, be quiet, <laughs> quiet. Um. But Monica, Monica, <laughs> Brad. Um. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Cardinals can do the same. Uh, that's all I was just going to say. It's not, no. a, it's not a point to provide no, they a sparking thing. But We're too good. Without further ado, let's get to college football. Um, oh, you just had to slip that in. That's it? No, the Phillies are taking the series, bro. I had to slip that in there. I did. Um, Phillies are taking but, Dude, we're avenging 2011. We had this We had this talk. We're avenging already. 2011. We've been here. We've done that. I just wanted to avenging slide that, it. that in. Avenging it. College football. Noon. Three. Noon. We're going to talk about three noon games before shifting to a 3.30 and a night game. Noon Eastern time. Eighth-ranked Tennessee travels down to Tiger Stadium to take on the 25th-ranked LSU Tigers. Now, Tennessee, one of their best starts since 2016 uh, with Josh Dobbs, the former Steelers. I think he might be still in the Steelers. But uh, with Steelers quarterback, was great at Tennessee. Those teams were very solid uh, during that time. But this team is just as good. Josh Heupel's done a great job leading this volunteer program. They have one of the most high-flying offenses and high-powered offenses in the country. Um, but they are susceptible. And my key point for this one is, can LSU can LSU expose a glaring weakness for this Tennessee team? Tennessee ranks 128th out of 131 FBS teams in oh, passing man. yards allowed per game. That is third, no, fourth last. Good fourth math. Last. Good math, buddy. Yeah, quick correct myself. Before I looked like a fool, but um, yeah, I would have pounced on you. You would have, you really would have, which is why I had to correct myself. Not only for you, but for me, I would have felt like really bad. <laughs> Self morality would have been yeah. through the floor. Uh, Go to Chick Fil A later. Jack's just moping. Yeah, moping because I can't do simple math. But yeah, can LSU take advantage? Though? That's my main question. Can LSU take advantage? They have the receivers, but can Jaden Daniels do it? I'm not sure. 
I'm really not. Um, so volunteers all the way, buddy. It's volunteers all the way. Come on, they're gonna fix it. Volunteers all the way. So you want? I agree. Funny story, buddy. You want to know something? Yeah. So I'm a big for anyone that doesn't know. I'm a big country music fan. Redneck Rush Hour Fridays at five. Um, <laughs> just a quick in there. Quick plug there. Quick plug. Uh, and one of my favorite artists is a man named Morgan Wallen. Um, and he has this song called "The Way I Talk." Um, and it's basically talking about the way he talks and, and giving all these details about it and why it's so important to him and stuff. It's a really great song. But in the first verse, he goes, um, it gets slower after three or four cold beers, gets louder when I'm cheering on the volunteers. Folks know on country when they hear the way I talk. And I always thought that that meant that he was cheering on like, you know, like volunteer firefighters or, or health workers or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, patriotic and stuff. But he's from Tennessee. He talks about Tennessee in a lot of his songs. I think it's about the football team. Yeah. Now I'm thinking it's about the football team. That would make a lot of sense. So that occurred to me on Monday while I was sitting in this very chair. And I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes I just slip into like listening to you talk about college football is one of my favorite things. And I just had like this thousand yard stare. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like staring out that window over Jack's shoulder. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That that's what that means. (laughs) That's it. That's the song right yeah, there. When you have a like when you have a moment when you just get a big realization it is a it phenomenal hit, it thing. It hit different. And it does hit. I was like heavy. silent for a couple minutes on air. It's a heavy like, hitter, if you will. It it did hit heavy. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt. That was just my little volunteer story. Yes, no. Yeah, fantastic. I, I like Yes, you. no I like you sharing. fantastic. Yes, no, fantastic. Yes, no, fantastic. <laughs> America is a country that can be described in one word. <laughs> Hills of the Himalayas. Tennessee minus three. <laughs> Tennessee minus three. Tennessee. There's a reason we played the disclaimer at the top of the hour. Uh, Tennessee minus three. Um, <coughs> I think Tennessee I'm covers. Dead. Tennessee dead. wins. Tennessee covers. Uh, LSU has to limit the fast start though from Tennessee. The Vols second in FBS with 315 passing yards per game. Also lead the FBS with 11.25 pass yards per attempt. Uh, this is an elite offense. And they're also tied for second in scoring offense with 48.5 points per game. This team puts up points. They're incredibly efficient on the offensive end. LSU's defense is going to have their hands full. Really, first test. Uh, big point of this game, though, too. Uh, Tennessee's well-rested. Uh, they had a, very, I think they had a bye last week. Um, yes, they did. They had a bye last week after their game against Florida. Tennessee had a rock, uh, not Tennessee, LSU, they had a rock fight in Auburn. They were down. They had to come back and win that game. They were down 17 zip, came back, won 21-17. So, you know, that, that affected Oklahoma State. Baylor last week, Oklahoma State was well rested. Baylor had a tough fought game at Iowa State. Let's see if these dynamics can affect uh, this game and allow the road teams to win. This doesn't always happen, but I think that could be a possibility in this game. I think LSU will keep it close in the first half, but Tennessee just finds a way to stretch it after halftime. They win this game on the road in Death Valley. We're going to start previewing. Tennessee, supported by the voice that gets louder of Morgan Wallen. What's We'll be cheering them on to a oh, star-studded victory. Before we go to break, funny thought. You, you know, you were talking about Morgan Wallen in that song. Wallen. And I know, I just remember one event last year where you kept going, Play sand in my oh wait wait, wait. Sand? <laughs> play sand in my boots, boots. by Morgan yeah, sand Wallen. In my boots. That's it. Well, that's not what I first thought of. 
I was I, I thought play snake in my boots by Morgan Wallen. <laughs> and then and then I proceeded to think to myself, wait a minute, that's not right. That is There's a snake snack. in my I'm boot. Like, oh wait, snake in my boots from Toy Story. The yeah. song is sand in my that's boots. That's Woody. Yeah. That's Woody, not Morgan <laughs> Wallen. So Sand in My Boots is a very good song. That was way. just a funny Yeah, you, but all I brought back with me. Okay, this is one of the only ways I align with the Phillies. Mitch, this is one of the only ways I align with the Phillies, and it's me and Matt Veerling. Ooh, you proof. I need something you proof. One of my favorite Morgan Wallen songs. That's also Veerling's walk-up song. I showed it so. to Jack. Uh, we played it the last time we pre-recorded Redneck Rush Hour. Jack produced. And one of the songs was you proof. And let's give him a behind-the-scenes uh, explanation of what happened during that. Because as it hits the first chorus of you proof. What? As it hits the first chorus. This never happened, by the way. <laughs> this is all allegedly. Jack proceeds to click on the next track. Sending the recording into a frenzy, uh, we had to go back. It, it, yeah, it wasn't bad that music. bad. We ended up having just to go back, uh, play you proof again, and then cut out the part in the middle of the failed. Why take. are you grilling me on air? I'm not grilling you. I'm just giving some insight into the behind the scenes of Redneck Rush Hour. It was an or- an ordeal that cost us all of like 90 seconds. It was not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, me me accidentally playing your bed music was. Jack thought he fun. was like. Jack thought he was in in some deep water there. I did. No, I was, the bed music. That is not bed right. music. Is that it? is Midland. I'm looking for yes. bed music. That was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. The times we have pre-recording Redneck. May so fun. 6th, I think that one so was. Fun. Yeah. Or yeah. April 29th. Something one like of around those. that time. I think it might have been the 29th. I think it was because the 6th, I think we started with, uh, I think that was like a, a star-studded, like we nailed that one. Yes. I think Linda was on that one. Maybe. How the Redneck are you, Mitch? <laughs> Well, we're going to take our final break of today's show when we come back further discussing week six of college football here on Heavy Hitters. Woo! Welcome back to Heavy Hitters, everybody, Whoa! here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K U R. That's keep on. Tardation. K U R. K U R. K U R. What? That's the radio voice of Cutstown University. K-U-R. Well, unfortunately, I have nothing pirate-themed to cut that to in sports, but we will go to Lawrence, Kansas. Where no pirates in Kansas. Day. No, there are no pirates in Kansas. <laughs> Far from it. There's but, about as many pirates in Kansas as there's going to be uh, Cardinals wins this weekend. Oh, okay. Baseball or football. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. So, I, honestly, I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Both, You're welcome. Both Phillies and Eagles take on the Cardinals. Yeah. So. You didn't realize that? Um, I, I did. definitely didn't just, just realize didn't that like 30 me. seconds ago and <laughs> yeah, make that pun. Totally. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. Bring us to the what? Kansas game, bro. 17th ranked TCU after their slaughtering over Oklahoma takes on the 19th ranked Kansas Jayhawks. They get the respect 5-0, and now 19th. They are top 20. TCU right there along with them. <laughs> <laughs> and what do I need to make the playoffs? Top Ooh, four. Four. <laughs> Not top 19. Top And four. what do I need to pass? SpongeBob, for anyone that doesn't know. Yes. So, TCU Kansas. This one's going to be a fantastic matchup. Have your eyes glued to your television if you can. That's unsafe. KUR does not support <laughs> gluing your eyes to any television set. It's not literal. Okay. Don't do not do that literally. You, say, you give a warning after half the stuff I say. Yeah, that's true. Good warning. Do not, <laughs> do not 
literally glue your eyes to the television, but we are going to have to move this along a little bit quickly. Yep. Two of the best Big 12 quarterbacks, Max Duggan and Jalen Daniels, go at it. Both incredible dual threats. Duggan, Duggan. 11 touchdowns, no interceptions on the year. Jalen Daniels, 11 touchdowns, the one interception. Both are on the precipice of uh, surpassing the 8,000-yard passing marker on the year. Jalen Daniels has 329 rushing yards on the ground. Duggan has done an incredible job as well, uh, having some big runs last week against Oklahoma. TCU, prolific offense, tied with Tennessee, averaging 48.5 points per game. Kansas also top 20 in the FBS in that marker. They are 19th in scoring offense, so both these teams get put up points aplenty, and I think it's going to be what kind of game this is. Both these teams are going to be trading points. It just it just comes down to, for me, what defense can make the biggest stop when it matters most, and maybe who can force the most turnovers, because both these teams have done a really good job uh, with ball security and not putting the ball on the ground or throwing some interceptions through the air. So it's going to be a clean Played football games, Sonny Dykes and TCU. Uh, he's done a great job in his first year there, longtime SMU coach. I've already mentioned multiple times in this show, I'm not going to go down this again, Lance Leipold has done a great job uh, instilling a standard at Kansas, and they've done a great job with a great start this year, 5-0, and for the first time since 2008. For this one, we're going to look forward to, though, is, I mean, defense, man. Both these defenses are bad. <laughs> Um, Kansas 111th in FBS passing yards allowed. TCU is 92nd. So both of these teams are not good by any standards in locking at the pass. But I think TCU has the edge in that marker, not just on paper, but just on the field too. I think they're going to be able to get some stops against Kansas. Uh, I think this is where the Jayhawks undefeated run does run out. I do like TCU to win this one. Yep, it's sad, but I do have to go with TCU. I like the Horned Frogs to win it. It's going to be a hard-fought game, and... Yeah, it's... You don't think they stay undefeated? No. Why? <laughs> no! I'm going with Kansas! Both these teams can run it really well. Both these teams throw it well, too. I mean, there's a lot to like for both these squads, but I just think TCU's defense is able to get off the field enough times. I'm not rooting for Jalen Rager country, man. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, I'm not avidly rooting for anybody. It's Give just... me Rager... Not Rager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rooting for Jalen Rager country. Give me rig up. Well, no, no, no. Give me Kansas. Rock chalk, baby. What? Mitch is going with the Jayhawks. No. That's what they say. That's yes, I am. So, Rock chalk. He has them going to 6-0. and oh, But, man, one more question before we move on. Who would have thought these two teams would be a combined 9-0 and oh going into week Nobody. Six? And that's what makes college football so great, folks. The stories like I just this. heard myself echo in the other room. The TCUs, Nobody. the Kansases, the Syracuses of the world. Who would have thought? This, that's why this year has been so fantastic to this point, and it's going to continue. So We're you're saying what it. we thought we think we thought we thought, that we think we thought what we think we thought that they think they, that we thought? <laughs> you think? <laughs> a lot of thinking and thought is yes. going on there. So we're going to keep it in the Big 12 Red River Showdown, or as I like to call it, the Red River Shootout down at the Cotton Bowl oh, in oh, Texas. Oh. Violent. Violent. It's only because there's a lot of points scored. Got you. So okay. That's the... I lo- Ooh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the, uh, oh, okay. we're not, we're not going to start rating this on air. Texas, Oklahoma, one of the college Oklahoma. football's greatest rivalries, but not so good for Brent Venable so far. Uh, the start, he's 0-2 in Big 12 play with losses to Kansas State and TCU. Why did that blank for a second? I don't know, but they might be without their starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, for this week. He took a big hit. And last week's game against TCU, uh, it's really up in the air whether he's going to play. I, From what I've been hearing, it's leaning towards no. Not a good sign for Oklahoma, but Texas, they might be getting their star quarterback, Quinn Ewers, back. 
Uh, they thought he might be able to go back last week against West Virginia. They played it safe. Hudson Card played phenomenal, throwing for over 300 yards. Texas rolled at home against the Mountaineers. Uh, but I think Quinn Ewers is in line to get back this week. And, man, a lot of a lot of mismatches in um, in Texas' favor. They have a lot of things where they can take advantage of, and it's a lot of it's coming on the ground. They have a clear advantage. Oklahoma ranks 119th out of 131 FBS teams in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, and Texas has one of the best running backs in all of college football in B. John Robinson. Another big stat, B. John Robinson has forced 46 missed tackles this year. Uh, that is one of the tops in college football. Oklahoma last week against TCU had 20 missed tackles alone. Wow. 20 in a game. Wow. wow. So look for B. John Robinson to break off some big-time runs. Uh, that's going to be where Texas is going to control this game. They're going to pound the rock. Robinson is going to get over 30 carries. Quinn Ewers might, have to throw, might not have to throw for more than 15 pass attempts. I mean, they will because he's capable. But, uh, yeah, not a path for me where Oklahoma wins this game. The only possible way is if they get some big explosive plays, not only through the air, but on the ground as well. they got to be able to get some big rushing plays. They can do that. They have the offensive line and the talent to do so. But, yeah, I'm not confident in this rushing defense for Oklahoma. They got absolutely lit up last week. 668 total yards, 361 coming on the ground. Not a good look. Nope. Uh, but this game can go either way. It's a hard-fought rivalry for a reason. But give me Texas. They're favored by seven. Give me the Longhorns. Give, them, give me Texas give by me double Texas digits. Give me Texas as well. They're just too many matchup advantages in Texas's favor for me to pick Oklahoma 100% to win agree. this game. Also, you reminded me of something, Jack. Uh, Bijan Robinson. Uh, another Robinson. Uh, Brian Robinson, right, of yes. the uh, Washington Commander. Shout-out to him. He has been activated. He is practicing this week. Uh, for the first time this season, after that terrible uh, incident where he was, where he sustained uh, uh, bullet wounds down there in uh, in Washington, and our you know our thoughts are have obviously been with him, and just so glad to see him back, uh, not only you know up and living and and succeeding, but back to football. That's an, an, an incredible story. So. Yeah, and so soon too. I mean, yeah, just four an weeks. Incredible, incredible story there to just recover so quickly from a tragic. Uh, occurrence that he went through. So again, fantastic. I saw that earlier today, Mitch. But incredible, bringing yeah, that up. Yeah, you Brian reminded Robinson. me with the Robinson. Yeah, so. Brian Robinson. Um, incredible story. Um, we hope you nothing but the best in terms Absolutely. of succeeding. Um, Division rivals doesn't matter in this situation. Yeah, it, the, you know that it does get squashed for circumstances like 100%. this. So Brian Robinson, man, we hope nothing but the best for you in a successful rookie campaign when you are able to get back out there. On the field, getting back Let's to the college to the football notebook. there. But yes, actually, yeah, notebook. Thanks for reminding me. I would have I w- you would have forgotten for the second no, week in I a row. Looked, I looked at the time. No, it would have been two in the last three weeks. I remembered last week. No, you remembered on Monday, but you forgot uh, Oh, last yeah, that Wednesday. means you do two shows a week. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, dude, come on. From the KU and Open Contention, KU community, let's do the time warp again on Thursday, October 27th. <laughs> On Thursday, October 27th at 7 p.m. in McFarland Student Union, room 218, join allies for a screening and shadow cast of the iconic original Rocky Horror Picture Show. Get in the spirit and come dressed in costume. Prop bags will be available on a first-come, first-served basis. Jump to the left, step to the right, and come on out to watch and be a part of a Halloween tradition. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Katana University, KUR. Time to warp. The present. Time warp brought to you by Mitchell Smedley <laughs> here. Time warp courtesy of Mitchell Smedley Incorporated. <laughs> Final segment of heavy hitters here today on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR on this Wednesday here in early October. Fall weather is here, Mitch. It's here to stay, buddy. And it is. 
It is. We thought we could get back up to day, the 70s. Then, uh, yeah, I think tomorrow gets back to the 70s before dropping right back down to the 50s with that cold front. Canada sending us those uh, Arctic blasts. That's Thanks, Canada. Cooling us down, man. Hey, no, don't worry about it. Either, about it. Well, two more games to get through. Let's do it. We number got 11, eight Utah. minutes. Yep, number 11, Utah. Number 18, UCLA. Utah, one of only three teams in college football to be top 12 in scoring offense, in scoring defense, 11th in offense, tied for 10th with Syracuse in scoring defense. The other two are Michigan and Alabama. We'll get to Alabama for our final game today. UCLA, keys to winning this game. They have to limit Utah scoring. Their last four matchups have seen Utah put up 40-plus points in all of them, and the Utes have outscored the Bruins in those last four games. 182-54. to 54. Oh. It has been pure domination My from Utah goodness. against the Bruins. But both teams come in undefeated. UCLA is 5-0. and I believe Utah is 4-0. Confirmation? No, 4-1. I forgot. Oh. They lost to Florida. They did lose to Florida in that week one. And that's another thing. You know, the last time everyone's probably watched Utah, myself included, was that 29-26 loss at Florida with the game losing interception by Cam Rising in the end zone to end it. That is... Probably where or you winning, made. depending on how you look at it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I don't like Florida, so game losing. So I was pulling for Utah. I'm a Florida State guy. I don't like Florida. But back to Utah here. That is probably where you made your conclusion about Utah because the Utah hype train going into the season was very real. It was alive and well. Uh, they were hyped up to be a contending playoff team. Uh, you know, they started on the outside looking in. They were fifth. So they had, no, Notre Dame was fifth. They were seventh, I believe, at the time. Um, but they now stand at 11th. But the Utes are still a good team. You probably have made your conclusions about this team, uh, that they are very good, but they are now that they've lost the game, not capable of making the playoffs. That just is not true. That loss was out-of-conference play. It was against an SEC opponent. Everything that Utah wants to achieve is still on the table for them. Undefeated in conference play, they can have that continue this week with a win at UCLA. Everything that they are looking for is on the table a Pac-12 championship, and a potential appearance in the college football playoff. If they go 11-1 with a Pac-12 championship, the odds are Utah getting in could be very, very likely. Um, But they would have to run the table and do that first. Getting back to this one real quick, though. Yeah, UCLA has got to limit the scoring. Keep Utah, I'd say, under 40 points would be a starter. What a line. Would be a starter. Um, Yeah, defense got to be able to keep them off the field. Offensively for UCLA, though, um, they're just as good of an offense. They're 13th in FBS scoring offense, so this is really the first test for this Utah defense. Uh, let's see if they are as legitimate as statistics show. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, one of the best dual-track quarterbacks in the country. Zach Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer running back, leads, I think, I don't know, is second in the Pac-12 in all-purpose yards, or maybe leads it. I don't know, one of the two, but he is tops uh, in that category, so he's a dangerous threat on the ground and through the air is the running back. Uh, Chip Kelly, this is the year. UCLA is a very experienced team. They can really, they've made some noise already. They can make some noise. If they want to compete and try to get a Pac 12 championship, this is the year to do so. But I do like the Utes to win this one on the road. It is going to be a dogfight, but give me Utah to come in here and win at the Rose Bowl. It's going to be a barn burner. Final game of today. Give me Utah, so Utah as well, by the way. Before try to we, skip me. Bef- I'm sorry, my friend. It's okay. Don't so presume on our friendship. Utah. Keep okay. skipping me like that. Other games to watch. Florida State, NC State. We're not going to get to it, but that's an 8 o'clock start time. ACC Network, NC State favored by three. That's a fun one to watch between two of the best Atlantic te- uh, division teams in the ACC. Other games to watch. Arkansas, Mississippi State out of the SEC. KJ Jefferson might not play for Arkansas, so look out for that one. Uh, Louisville, Virginia. It's just a it's all right game. Does Georgia bounce back at home against Auburn? We'll see. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, 7th ranked. 
Cowboys host the Red Raiders. Another interesting Big 12 matchup. Really, every Big 12 matchup uh, is worthy of a breakdown. Ohio State goes to East Lansing and takes on the disappointing Mel Tucker-led Spartans. I think that one's going to be a blowout. Washington, Arizona State. So those are just some more interesting games to look at. And lastly, Washington State, USC. Also, BYU-Notre Dame can get thrown into that mix. Final game previewing today. Texas A&M travels to Tuscaloosa to take on the new number one team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's not very new. It's not, I feel like no, but Georgia was one. I know. So it's just this a, week. It's, it's just a swap. But we are back to order being restored in the country. The Tide are number one. Bama's won. They're hosting AM. All the offseason talk between these two head coaches, uh, between Saban saying uh, they paid all the players to come to Texas AM. A lot of chippiness between these two programs. So much anticipation built up to this game, and AM's three and two. Mm. Not ranked. Kind of. Mm. Kind of sucks the life out of this one. But it is still important because if AM can find a way to win this game, that would make a lot of noise around college football. Jimbo's offense is stale. We mentioned it last week. Can they find ways to score points? They need to be able to do so to beat Alabama. Uh, for defense for AM, they need to be able to force turnovers. Bama, a lot of statistics in their favor. Fourth in scoring average, 48.4 points per game. That was heavily boosted with their win over Arkansas last week. AM heavily struggles to score. We already mentioned that. Bama. Another one of the three in the top 12, along with Utah and Michigan, like I mentioned earlier when previewing that Utah game. Bama, we mentioned their scoring points, but they're seventh in rushing offense, averaging 251 yards per game. AM's main defensive weakness, rushing defense, 97th in the FBS in rushing yards allowed per game. That is a clear-cut advantage point. Bama's got one of the best backs in the country. Jameer Gibbs is a stud, the Georgia Tech transfer, one of the most talented guys in the country. He's got the speed. He's got the power. He's really got it all. A premier Bama back, just a staple of what you expect in that backfield with Nick Saban and the Tide. I don't see a path for AM to win this one. This offense has been bad. It just has. Uh, whatever quarterback's been playing, it hasn't been good. Give me, uh, give me Alabama, Mitch. What do you got real quick? Oh, the Tide is rolling for another week. They'll stay number one quite easily. Roll Tide. Agree with you. Well, that will do it for today's show. Thank you all what for a great tuning show, in Jack. to Heavy Hitters. We had so much to talk about. MLB playoffs. Right NFL, October. College football. So much sports Go to watch Birds. this weekend. Have a safe rest of your week for everybody out there. Enjoy the fantastic weekend of sports. MLB Wild Card. NFL Week 5. College Football Week 6. So much to look Indulge forward to. Indulge in it, folks. Check out our Instagram at Heavy Hitters KUR. Uh, send recommendations for the show. If you want us to talk about something a little bit more, we will take that in to account. Or you can roast our picks. Yeah, or that too. Great line of shows for the rest of the day as well. Um, let me take a quick look at that. Take a gander, slides. buddy. I'll fill the air. Uh, ton of fun. Uh, like we said, MLB wild, wild card. A uh, bunch of great NFL matchups, yep. especially primetime. So much for you folks to indulge in over the course of the next sports five days. And uh, we'll be here on the Monday show with you to wrap it all up and yep. talk about the Phillies advancing to the second round and the look Eagles for staying undefeated. Sorry to cut you off, Mitch. Look for You're KUR good. True Crime and Outstanding Originals for the rest of the night. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in once again to this edition of Heavy Hitters. Hoo-ah!